For reasons unknown, the Nostromo set down on LV-426, an unsurveyed planet at that time, that it resumed its course and was subsequently set for self-destruct by you for reasons unknown. Not for reasons unknown. I told you. We sat down there on company orders to get this thing, which destroyed my crew and your expensive ship. Assholes and elbows. This is Film Sack. <laughs> Sure. Hello, and welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode 521. My name is Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by Brian in the pipe, 5x5 five five, Dunaway. 5x5? Five five five. Oh, hi. Meanwhile, in the far-flung future on an alien moon... In space. All right, listen up. It appears we have another infestation of humans, and it also appears that they are a little tougher brand of pests than the last go around when we killed all the colonizers. Well, except for that creepy kid with the doll head. I ain't touching that. But needless to say, <laughs> mom ain't happy. But when mom, you know, when is mom really ever happy? She spends her days crapping out ungrateful leathery eggs from her alien queen vagina tube. Gross. <laughs> also, why is everything wet? Anywho, <laughs> you know the drill. Assholes and elbows. Wait, do we have assholes? I mean, some of us are assholes, but I don't recall any of us ever taking a poo. Hmm. But whatever, our blood is acid and we're covered in dripping wet. Why is everything always wet? <laughs> Is it to keep our leathery skin smooth? Oh, look out, look out. Younglings coming through. Ah, look at him crab walk. Like a little human carrying a gun with that that is too large for their body that makes them look like they're walking with a load of shit in their pants. <laughs> hey, I bet, I, ha- I bet they have assholes. They would have to, right? Uh-oh. Sounds like one of those humans in his, is in mom's hatching room making poached leathery eggs with a flamethrower. God, I hate those things. Almost as much as I hate deep space and airlocks. Our only true natural enemy. (laughs) Man, somebody wake up, Randy. Why has nobody done the point of view of the aliens before? This is amazing. (laughs) I don't know. This is amazing. I don't know. This is really good. All right. uh, Well done. Also with us, Randy. Stow that shit, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Randy. This greeting is going to be an hour longer than it has to be, but I promise you, you'll love it. And one day you'll call it one of the best greetings I've ever done because you're really smart and you know the difference between taking your time and wasting your time. And someday I'm going to greet you at the beginning of our episode about Titanic. And for that one, my greeting will be two hours longer than it needed to be. Okay. You know, I'm a legendary podcaster or I will be. Once you've all correctly judged my work, and once you've read my new book, How to Deal with Someone Who's Been Frozen for 57 Years, every time you've come across someone who's been frozen for 57 years, you've done it wrong. But you'll get it right next time, as long as you follow my three easy steps. Number one, treat them like shit. 
They're a subhuman to you. They're not a hero who deserves some understanding. Call them a liar and gaslight them on everything. Number two, issue them a bill for damages they caused back when your great-grandfather was running this company. Include inflation. Number three, after you've mentally abused them and literally made fun of their PTSD to their face... Offer them a job. You're a good company, after all. Look at how good you are. Who's a good company? You are. <laughs> they're a good company. Yeah, they're good a good company. company. Big W logo I got there. Uh, finally, Wayland. Finally, Brian, no longer mad about you, more mad at you, oh. Ibit. <laughs> oh, here we are. Tell me why I love you like a dude. All right, anyway. <laughs> Mr. Cameron, hi, it's Bart Plunk. I'm the head of marketing over here at Kenner. Yes, I'm, I'm here to go over your ideas for the new line of Aliens toys. I think we all want to avoid another mass-produced Lambert action figure fiasco. You know what I mean? Right, right. All right, I see you've submitted some suggestions. Do you have time to go over them now? Great. So, looking over all these, uh, Ripley and Power Loader, Dropship, these all look pretty good. Uh, Alien Queen with removable vagina tube egg pooper. Yeah, I modified that one. Uh, how, how committed are you to that name? Uh-huh. All right. And the ripping action sound feature, uh, you think parents are going to be good with that? All right. Well, let's, let's back burner that one for now and move on. Uh, next is the Hudson Deluxe talking action figure, right? Yes, we've got Bill Paxton lined up and... He's happy to record the voice work, but let me ask you about the figure itself. Uh, for a lot of our talking lines of toys, there's a button on the back or a pull cord that triggers the talking. Your figure design doesn't have a button, and it just keeps going back and forth, first screaming, rhyming, marine, motivational quotes, and then panic shouting, and it doesn't look like there's any way to shut it off. No, no, I understand you're making us a lot of money. Okay, all right, we'll leave the design as is. <laughs> Uh, finally, your Sulaco transport playset is interesting. I like the cryo sleep chambers and the basketball court, and the fact that it comes with exclusive action figures. That's actually what I have highlighted here. You've got Newt, a one-eyed Hicks, and half a bishop. What are we supposed to do with Newt, a one-eyed Hicks, and half a bishop? What? What do you mean? That's that's David Fincher's problem. Nice, nice. Oh, it'll be our problem soon enough because we're gonna watch three. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, wow, that was awesome. Uh, all of you killed it today. Uh, the, if it wasn't obvious, the movie is Aliens. Yeah, that's right. Following up on our promise to watch the entire Ellen Ripley canon uh, of Aliens, we started with Alien. We're now doing Aliens. We got three on the horizon at some point, and then of course four. Will round us up when we send a weird pink creature through a tiny hole, and and we've uh, we've established that's a minimum. Like we're gonna we're gonna watch those four as a minimum. We we may go on. We yeah, may, we there may, may go be on. More in store. Yeah, we may go on. I I don't know that I I wouldn't actually mind watching Prometheus again and some other you know mm -hmm. things like that. Maybe not any of the Predator ones. I know why it is. Nice. I'd much rather watch the. Um, Prometheus and uh, uh, the other the other one whose name I can't remember right now uh, than Covenant. any of the Aliens versus Predator movies. Yeah, Covenant's the other one you're thinking. Yeah, and you're right. Covenant, like, thank you. AVP, yeah. those AVP movies are garbage. They're not good. They are. Um, now yeah. maybe you'd say, well, that's doesn't FilmSec do bad movies sometimes? Yeah, we may we may pick one of those and say, well, here's the worst of the batch, and sure we should watch it, and now we'll never look at that series again. And you know. sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> oftentimes, probably a better way of putting it. But um, anyway, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Should get that out early for whatever bias reasons there are. I love it, and I've never not loved it. I saw it in a drive-in theater 
in uh, 1986. And uh, I got a funny story about that. I don't know if I've told you guys the story. Maybe I have. Uh, pulled up to a drive-in, watched it. Uh, we watched it outside on a blanket in an empty car space that nobody was using. Me and a bunch of these friends. And then a few of my friends stayed in, a, in the van. It was a custom van. Uh, his dad's 1970s custom van from a decade earlier uh, sat next to us. And in there, uh, one of my best friends at the time and his girlfriend, another good friend, uh, apparently did the, uh, the deed in there. And we didn't come a knocking when we saw the rocking, so we just let that happen. And um, she got pregnant that night while we're watching Aliens. And uh, I just thought that, you know, because Aliens, they... they, yeah. they so you're, did it, did it burst the ever chest nine months later? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I wish. There's a, a 34, 35-year-old, ch- no longer child yeah, that came from ba- that. Basically, and he, is, he, is, he was named after me for I don't know reasons, but... Uh, was, he, uh, was he born with assholes and elbows? He was born with both assholes. <laughs> well, not multiple, just the one. <laughs> Not multiple assholes. Yeah, two elbows, one asshole. Um, Stop right there. So (laughs) this is the first time in my life I've ever heard the phrase assholes and elbows. And I went looking at it. I just never heard it. Nobody ever said it. I was in in the Boy Scouts, which is not the military. But there's a lot of weird military lingo that Boy Scout leaders love to use. Mm -hmm. And I still, I never heard. Of course, they're they're not cursing much in the Boy Scouts, right? Sure. This is cursing. But I just like, I was just shocked when I heard it because I was like, What's he saying? I don't know what he's saying right now. And I looked it up. He's like, "Oh, he's saying on the double. Let's go, go fast." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. What a weird way to say that." I, think he's I thought he was saying... listing the uh, the ingredients found in a typical uh, hot dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your average American hot Oscar dog, yeah. Meyer Wiener. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. But I was going to tell uh, you guys. Well, here's here's the trippy part about this. This dude or this kid who was born, and then they named after me. His name was Scotty at the time. He's now just called Scott. Uh, he lives now, I think, three blocks from me. And, oh, uh, really? Yeah, I sent him a text and said, hey, just so you know, we're watching uh, Aliens for Film Sack. He's a listener now. He listens to all the shows. And he and I think the movie that you were conceived nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. You were nice. the movie you were conceived. I don't know if your parents really actually watched the damn thing. but uh, I saw the that, motion. During that really romantic scene, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> But like, okay, so so that just leads me to where I was going with all this, which is I've seen the movie. Ugh, it feels like a hundred oh. times, right? Now, well, before you get to this, before yeah, you get to this, yeah, really quickly, I'm going to tell you my because uh, I have a fun how I saw the movie story too. Oh, good. Um, me and uh, John McEachran in 1986, we were 15, 16, uh, high school buddies or junior high school buddies, maybe at the time. I can't remember. I guess Sophomore, yeah, we've been, right? been in junior high school or beginning of high school. Yeah. And uh, we paid to see another movie and then snuck into Aliens because the theater was very strict about the no 17, uh, no no patrons under 17 rule. Oh. And I can't remember what we what we paid to see, but we snuck into uh, Aliens. Oh, I'd love to know what it was, what the other and, movie uh, was. I wonder. We'd have to look yeah. at 86 and... Try to Probably it look out. who's talking or <laughs> some garbage oh, like that. No. Some poop movie. That was, early, that yeah. was later than that. And but, yeah, I assumed. Uh, I mean, you had a great time, right? Didn't ruin us. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't feel. Yeah, didn't ruin I don't us. feel ruined by the experience. No, no. no. You don't. I'm, I'm looking at 1986 movies that yeah. you could have seen. See what, Short see Circuit. Okay. Short Circuit. Maybe could have been. Could have been, yeah. uh, could have been uh, Crocodile Dundee. Maybe uh, that was actually. I think that was later in the year. Hmm. Um, Top Gun was going. At that time, oh wow, yeah, yeah could have been that too. Yeah. This was let's see, this was July. It was released July eighteenth, and we did see it opening weekend. So it's whatever was released, also on July eighteenth, 
Oh, that'll narrow it down. And then you just got to yeah. find something that's PG or better, right? And then we'll- well, I guess it wasn't something that was necessarily released that it would have been in theaters that day. So anything before July 18th, because even though we saw this opening weekend, it doesn't mean that the thing we were paying to see was opening weekend. Oh, as good well. point. Uh, right. Guys, I have just added a movie to our upcoming <laughs> list. We're going to watch it very soon. And that is Short Circuit. I oh. am excited oh. to tell oh. you it is streaming it's on available. HBO Max. Are you? Are you standing beside yourself yes, with excitement? I am yeah. beside myself. Okay. Yes. Well, Johnny Five is alive. We're going to do it. Uh, How are we going to work around the the the, uh, the horrible accent? The Fisher Stevens uh, you know what? racial gonna, stereotype. We are not going around. We are going right through yeah, this. We're yeah. driving we're right through it, baby. Take it face, face head on, head on, head, head on, on, baby. Face head on. on. We're going to put that face hugger right on our face and impregnate mm-hmm. our throat. Uh, all right. Anyway, so anyway, back to what you're saying. Okay. Scott. So the yeah. the whole the whole point there was, uh, you know, we have all we got all this ancillary stuff connected to seeing this movie, and I have a lot of feelings about it. And it was the first time I was able to see an alien film because the first one I was too young, and it would have freaked me out. And I I don't think I'd even seen it up to this point, or no, I had by then. So I had seen the first one, but it was much later. It was maybe a year before I got to see this. Uh, I almost have it memorized, or at the very least, the cadence and the rhythm of the film are just ingrained in my head. Embrained. That works. It's ingrained. <laughs> I love ingrained. Yeah, it's I not bad. New term. And uh, so every beat, every scene, every everything, it just feels natural to me. This week, uh, when I went hunting around for it, the version I grabbed was a uh, a rental because uh, I, I own it on some disc somewhere, but I'm like, I'm not going to. I have to do this on my computer. I don't have a drive right now. I'm not going to do that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rent it. So I paid three bucks for whoever it was, Amazon, I guess, and it's this extended edition, which uh, a lot of people have seen. I've not seen. It's not a director's cut. It's just a bunch of scenes that got cut for theatrical that they went ahead and stuck back on. Um, not unusual territory for you know a legacy of a movie that was originally made by you know <laughs> Ridley Scott because he always yeah. gets he always gets director's cuts. But well, and also James Cameron. I mean, yeah. that guy has released alternate versions of everything. That's true. So this is the first time I've seen any of those scenes in any context. No, I never a YouTube clip or anything, and I'd only really ever heard of the first one with the daughter reference, but never seen it. And the rest of it all new to me. The robot uh, uh, auto tur- turret stuff the weird moment of hesitation before she goes into the plant with everybody, her kind of weird goodbye with, with Hicks and finding out his name's Dwayne. Um, that's all new. And if you have not, if you've seen this movie as many times as I have, and then you're suddenly presented with these weird <laughs> moments like that, I found it really disconcerting. It really threw me this, this viewing. It's- you know, it's only yeah. 17 minutes. It's an extra 17 minutes, but my God, it's the longest 17 minutes that's ever been committed well, to film. Like, and, and, the, and the reason for that is like you were talking about the cadence of the movie, like the, the movie's rhythms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this extra 17 minutes really throws it off. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I drifted off to sleep. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody wake up, Randy. It was only for a couple minutes. And here's the thing. The, the way this movie works is it's very, very quiet at, at for about 10 minutes, and then it's extremely loud for about two minutes, and then it goes back to being quiet. And mm-hmm. it does that it does that like a sine wave for the whole movie. And uh, like that works. That's a really awesome thing. Like it almost I almost wonder if it got storyboarded out like that. We're, we got to okay, we're, we're, we're coming up on our 10 <laughs> minutes of quiet. Now we got to but but anyway, uh, the extra 17 minutes, so I also watched a special edition. I don't, uh, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, have as much familiarity with it as you do, Scott. Yeah. But um, that extra, that's all quiet. Most, almost all quiet is what they added. Yeah. It's almost and like I that just, stuff wasn't scored or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I just kind of, I just drifted off. It got really, really loud and woke me back up a couple minutes later. So I, d- I didn't sleep for very long mm. and I, j- I backed up and watched. Well, you had, <laughs> you, <laughs> you had a 17 minute, uh, you know, little nap there. There's nothing wrong with that. Sounds fine. Yeah. The, it was just a couple minutes. Yeah. Nicely. Here's, I remember the, uh, so like you were, we were talking about this. I remember the turret stuff. Totally remember that. And I vaguely remember the Newt family drive out to the country uh, to see the the oh, uh, oh my gosh that the spaceship through me which which is good but then you know that does change the movie I think dramatically by the fact that all right if Newt's basically Newt's family caused all the death of the colonists. It wasn't the aliens so much as, as Newt's dad. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's Newt's dad and her, and her legacy. So maybe it's not so bad. What happens in the beginning of three? Hmm. Hadn't thought of it before. Hmm. Maybe a little bit of revenge for the whole thing. She deserved it. Yeah. But, but, but like, okay. So I'm glad you brought that scene up and I had kind of pushed it out of my head. It's my least favorite thing in the stuff they added back. And what is the family driving out to the the thing? Newt's family driving out of, out for a leisurely drive on LV. Is that 26? Yeah. So that's definitely part of the additional. Oh stuff. yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. So the way that the movie works theatrically is that when uh, when when we meet Newt, well, we never meet Newt until she meets her in the in the hallway where she Under runs the around. Floors, they think it's yeah. an alien or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, child as jump scare. Yeah, Got it. child okay. as jump scare, and then like she's kind of feral and all of that. We don't have any backstory on her. The only backstory is Ripley goes into her little horde hut there and looks at her pictures and kind of gets an idea of like, oh, sees her name's Rebecca and sees that she had a family, but that stuff's all world buildy because our brains can ha- handle it. <clears throat> and I think it was the right choice to remove that effing scene. There's no benefit to anything by leaving it because all of that stuff was perfectly implied before. I didn't need sure. any of the stuff where, Oh, here's a functioning, uh, Colony with guys running up and down hallways telling each other what to do and stuff. That's not in the kid on a big wheel, like he's uh, right out of The Shining. Oh my god, I know. Can I can I just stop a second and complain? I just want to like probably my biggest complaint of the movie is the fact that they get there, they get to this place where people have been living twenty years, but they just now discovered the aliens a few days after Ripley wakes up. Okay, all right, sure, that's fine. Coincidences happen, which is I'm a, down. Sure. That's a real. I'm okay. glad you said that. See, that's actually yeah. that is all that all gets removed in the theatrical because they don't try to overexplain any of that stuff. They just say, "Well, we've lost contact with the colonists. We don't know why. We don't know what's going on down there." The first time you see the place is when the Marines land and they start going in there. There's none of this like, you know, oh, we've just discussed like it was the right choice to take that shit out of there. Now, my 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 mm-hmm. whole thing with people who like extended stuff like this, I think that's totally fine. I'm glad it exists for you. I don't think I ever want to see extended again. I don't need it. I really right, prefer so my, theatrical. Just, just, let's, here's my complaint. How far away is this planetoid, this LV-426? How far away is it? How long does it take to get there? From what? Because from this like movie Earth? cannot make up its mind. Yeah, from Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, How long does it take to get there? Oh, geez. But, there's some there's some stuff I've read about the t- how long that cryo sleep trip was from Earth back to the place, and I all right. So long enough that it was necessary less than 57 to put years right. Long oh, enough yeah, that yeah. it was necessary to put everyone in stasis. Yeah, that's how long mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why isn't this child a feral teenager when they get there? Like that's what I that's what I just like. Well, I the idea can't is you don't get my head around this. The, the idea is that she uh, that, that 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 it doesn't take years to get there. It would just take 
maybe months of cryosleep. So it just I don't... doesn't make sense. I spend way too much time. Like they're all having, <laughs> they're all having a fun marine blast with Marines and guns. And I'm sitting there going, how old is this child? How did she survive right. for however long? Like it took him half a year to get here or something. How did she survive? Well, like, see, that's what another she... great question because here's the, here's the thing. Had they stuck with the theatrical cut, all of those questions didn't need to even come up because all we knew is there was a girl. We don't know how long she's been on her own. We don't know how long mm-hmm. she survived. She could have been three when she started, you know, getting herself safe. Well, she space. was in the second grade. Right. At least it was after the second grade. Right. right? But the, the, the stuff earlier the implies. Oh, right. Grade. Right. Yeah. The stuff earlier implies, well, she's she's older and more mature and she's talking to her brother in a way that your second graders usually don't and you know like they just they they they're the ones that f that up with this extended crap are are you uh saying the original release did not have the shot of the dad and mom coming back to the rover none of it there's no there's no mom dad or brother that was so effective that's one of the most effective things in the movie is when you see the face hugger on that guy and you see this little girl screaming it's i mean absolutely terrifying it's effective and terrifying and look at this it's unnecessary it's unnecessary had this been in the theater i would have probably been like anybody else and said oh this is fine what's what's wrong with this I, I do I, I will fully admit that the it's the jarring change that's throwing me. Had I seen this this way to begin with, I probably wouldn't have anything much to say about it. But like, because it wasn't there I, before and I see the value in it. Here's the other thing. Her whole thing with her daughter dying while she was in stasis all those years. Yeah. Um, and growing to be 66 and dying while she's being preserved in stasis. Uh, it screws up a lot more because now it says. Oh, okay. We have a mother-daughter complex thing that was never resolved, and so when she finds Newt, whole new—this is a whole new piece of wrapping paper on this. It's like, oh, now she's a mother uh-huh. again, kind of. Uh-huh. She's now got a, you know, a surrogate daughter that she now feels all of this protection for and everything. I'm not saying those are bad themes, but it just changes the themes instead of it just being, well, Ripley's just protecting the weak. She needs to protect whoever's right. weak, and it just happens to be this girl. And that- and that mother-daughter thing really, uh, again, we'll talk about this more, obviously, with Alien 3, but uh, the Ripley mother-daughter thing just kind of gets blown out of the water for the next movie. And um, it's if you have the director's cut, you don't want to see Alien 3 the way it is. Right. You need another director's cut of that <laughs> that follows on on the – or not director's cut, but extended cut that, that follows yeah. on on those changes because it really does – it would F it would up. screw Ripley up to I, have uh, Newt dead a lot more than it does at the beginning of. Uh, I just want to. I just want to say. I I don't. Th- I think you guys are wanting this to be like uh, a trilogy made by a single filmmaker a lot, like like Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I I I don't think it's necessary. Like it doesn't have to be this perfect story through three films when it's when it's no, alien. But I, I don't think so. I mean, I'm really happy with what Alien is. I'm happy with what Aliens is, and I'm happy with what Alien 3 is. They're very different movies, which there is zero things wrong with that. We talk all the time about the MCU and how it's it's a great overall story, but Captain America is a, a political thriller. Yeah. Uh, the Gardens of the Galaxy is a fantasy space opera. And um, we can't we can't decide whether or not Captain America and Tony Stark really hate each other. Like they're they're at odds at one moment, and the next film they're like buddies. It's yeah, it's very right. But we but there's no reason. Number one, there's no reason to bring uh, Newt's parents in as characters. They don't they don't add anything, and we don't really need to know 
what the trigger was uh, for LV-427 for all of a sudden, oh, you know, this thing that we're terraforming, land for, uh, colonizing, um, I guess we didn't fully explore the planet very well because it turns out there's a spaceship on there. And when somebody went in there, they brought out a face hugger and all hell broke loose. I, None I, of that I, needs to be explained. Right. And I just want to, I just want to uh, complete my complaint, which is, okay. uh, we want, we expect too much from this movie, from any movie like this. We expect so way too much. The fact is they, they didn't need to have a waking from stasis sequence. They did it because it had been really cool in the first film and James Cameron wanted to do it again. That's no, good though, it, because it, you got Napone. First thing that goes in his mouth is a cigar. And, uh, <laughs> oh, it's like, yeah. He with yeah. a cigar, like I right next to him. Ready to, I yeah. love yeah. it, dude. This military marine thing uh that that ensues with various bits of bravado and sexism and a, a-, yeah, and a jewish lady playing a mexican lady it's great right all that but stuff though is great it's great right and if you don't if you don't have that right let's say uh there and, and poor ripley never really makes it back to earth right she's stuck on that that orbiting space station and from the time that she got on the Nostromo, that was it for her as far as being on Earth. The closest she ever got was being back on that little satellite right. <laughs> spinning around, yeah. uh, spinning yeah. around Earth. Yeah. But uh, from the time that, that uh, you know, it cuts away to her saying, okay, uh, Paul Reiser, I'll, I'll go on your trip. That's really where we want that introduction of Ripley to the Marines to be. And, and for the Marines and her, right? It's like um, – Otherwise, we're watching a uh, uh, everybody getting on board and saying, "Oh, who's this?" and uh, that sort of thing. I want you want a kind of like a a blank slate to say, "All right, here are all these Marines. Here's uh, who they call Snow White, you mm-hmm. know, appearing among them, mm-hmm. and this this weird thing where she has to uh, acclimate herself to all these people and be back in yeah, space." Yeah, not only that, she's fifty years on, and the new line of synthetics look like the founder of the Wayland Corporation, and right. they and she doesn't trust them at all because of the Ash no, Ash Ash yeah Ash experience Ash Ash, and so you know, that moment is incredible. And when we learn that yeah. he's a synthetic at all, because he's doing the knife trick with, with Hudson. I mean, these are classic moments. And it's a great opportunity because you don't get that drama. If it's a slow, Oh, here's this person. Oh, and here's this person, by the way, this person's an Android, blah, blah, blah. And it takes place over several scenes. This is a chance for you to say, all right, everybody come into the room, close your eyes. Now open your eyes and react to everything. Yeah. It's, it's a complete, yeah. you know, and part, part of it is too. It's like, Hey, remember last time it was a bunch of scientists and a couple of like worker dudes, and now it's just a bunch of freaking testosterone. Like, look a bunch at this. of Marines, and it makes no sense that these other two people are with them. No sense at all. I was just like, I was just like screaming, like, what? What are they doing here? Why are they here? And by the way, if they I, had just stayed behind on the orbiter, all of this would have been okay. <laughs> we would have gotten away if the two people who have no business being on this mission are you, the first are you Ripley, talking Ripley paul riser yeah, yeah but paul you got to remember right. the whole time paul riser's intent is to get one of these aliens how whatever it yeah. took he's back right. into yeah. full like he working for the company be, mode he needs to be down on the thing orchestrating the yeah. secret uh the secret plans of yeah so uh, it's kind of a remake of the first movie which is fine like that's a that's a pretty good story i'm okay to hear it twice please don't make me hear this story a third time though i'm no, not third, going to accept third time third don't time. worry yeah, don't worry. Third, third time is a third time's a prison movie. It's a space prison, and yeah, it's amazing yeah. uh, for what it tries to be. Now, a lot of people really dislike three. I like three a lot. 
Uh, I think oh, three yeah. is a Good bummer check. at first and then gets better. The, the further you get from three, the less upset you are about how it starts. Uh, yeah, and luckily it's it's really fast at the start. Yeah. It's like they don't linger on. It's like, eh, yeah. time to move on. And you get some nice early Fincher and you get a taste for what that dude director get, wise can do and you that. get a cast that goes on to do some amazing things I and mean, pete postlewaite oh, that's another to, thing yeah. that's another yeah. thing i cannot take another alien movie like i'm fine with the second one being every almost everybody dies except our you know our people that are carrying on or then it's very very few people who live yeah. you know like the first one it's a, literally a cat like i'm fine I'm fine with retelling that story. Yeah. Don't do it to me again. I'm not going to take that again. Well, you have. I, I'm a. I'm shocked. <laughs> again, how little, you're going to love the beginning. Yeah, you're going to love the beginning. Okay, of three. Right. Uh, it sounds like it was made for Randy. Now, the more he just says this, the more I think. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Three is yeah. going to be perfect for you. But I'm. I mean, I'm a little shocked how few alien things you've seen. I'm, I didn't know this coming. So into I'm. This. I. I. Uh, I knew this whole movie. Like I was. If I was familiar with all of it, in, including the extra stuff. So I guess I. Uh, have seen like when I've seen pieces of it, I've only ever seen pieces from the director's cut, which by the way, I just looked it up. It's been, it's been around since the late eighties. Uh, it was the, this, this extended version was, uh, made for the laser disc. Hmm. So, okay. uh, well, yeah, great. Like, like it's, it's fine. I had never, I'm sure that I never sat and watched this movie from beginning to end, you know, like, like in, in uh, two and a half hours, I'm sure I've never done that. Uh, and, and I would have, re- there's things I would have remembered if, if I had, mm-hmm. but I've definitely seen, again, it's one of those things like, uh, like I have a, I have a coworker who hasn't seen most movies and this is an adult and this person regularly is able to talk about movies that they have not seen. You know, because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what like a movie like the Star Wars Episode Four, like you you just you you're gonna absorb all of it. You know, uh, if you if you're alive, if you just in exist. Our yeah, you exist in in modern society. You're gonna just absorb <laughs> Star Wars at some point. I can yeah. see that, so but yeah, that's, like that's how I that's how I feel about this movie. Like, sure. and and it's it's fine, guys. Like, <laughs> it's a good movie. It's, it's just, a great movie. I, it's a were, great movie. There were things I'm. I wished had, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure what I want. Like I, I, I like, I like James Cameron, right? Like I don't really want Titanic to be two hours shorter. I would like to see that supercut. I'd really like to know how, how that gets edited down so that it's not forever, but yeah. whatever. Well, and keep in mind, not a director's cut. It's an extended edition, which means yeah. that it's not necessarily him going in going, here's my true vision. It's this is just like them saying, here's some scenes we got rid of and now they're back. Uh, but I, I think uh, as far as action movies go, I, I consider this to be on the list of like near perfect m- films. And I, yeah. I don't know if that's just cause I've seen it so many times, which is why this extended stuff messed with me so bad. <clears throat> I don't know if I would feel different if this is what it always was. Maybe it would have, cause some of that stuff's real weird and tropey and I didn't like it. Um, I think there's a real purity to the theatrical cut, which is what I, which is what I wish most people get to see it's fine to see both, but I want you to see that first, everybody. If you've never seen Aliens, I kind of like. A- I kind of like something. I like the turret stuff because that is a nice alternate um, suspense thing. It, it kind of uh, parallels the Dallas going through the um, uh, the vent system in the first movie, oh, right? right yeah. Where it's like they're watching from afar. Uh, Dallas is is the turret basically, and you know, and and they're kind of watching the the one alien kind of uh, zoom in or close close in on them. With mm. the turrets, you've got all right. Here's this 
it's like a timer. It's like a time bomb and you're watching the time tick away as the bullets are running out on these turrets. And I think that's a really cool added suspense feature. Get rid of the, the Ripley daughter thing in, yeah. in, in the weird, uh, terrarium. Yeah. That was, <laughs> weird. Zone of, that was weird. Yeah. Didn't see, uh, before. get rid of the newt and fam- the, the newt family vacation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just want to ask Ryan's opinion on all of this because I he's he's been very quiet and I'm I'm worried that that we're like and either, he's falling asleep. I'm just <laughs> yeah, worried. No, I, I just I'm hope we're not injuring him somehow. It's here. our it's our extended <laughs> Ab- our extended commentary not. truck over here. Yeah. So what do you say, Dunaway? What do you how do you feel? Uh, well, it's I uh, okay. So I'm just listening to you guys discuss things that I've seen a million times because I this is the Alien series, one of my favorite. And so I'm on the internet a lot reading about, you know, fan theories and different things. I've I've taken in so much alien over my lifetime that I'm enjoying listening to you guys and not like running over you going, no, 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 you can, that's wrong. No, you can't say that because that would just stop the conversation. So I'm enjoying hearing what you guys have to say. I do have some opinions and I'll you know, share when, them when they're well, you're so you're a Blu-ray collector's. Uh, edition kind of person you and i both right. like getting the blu-ray stuff and getting the deleted scenes and extra stuff what's Love your it. opinion on the extra stuff uh good to have don't want it in my official it's, canon version of aliens no or? it's kind of like how i feel about the lord of the ring series now you know i like the, i like watching the theatrical stuff because that's how i saw them originally and it takes me back but i also like having all the extra content because a lot of these movies like Aliens and Lord of the Rings, I've gotten to a place that I don't generally sit and critically watch them. I usually just turn them on while I'm, you know, doing stuff around the house. And it's just like I can, I can, at any point in time, I can hear a scene coming up that I love and I can run mm-hmm. back in there and just absorb it. So having these extra scenes and stuff, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect me at all because okay. rarely, rarely do I sit and, watch it from beginning to end unless we're doing like for a critical review, which I did for aliens and I watched it all the way through. And I just, I was blown away this watching by how bright everything is compared to the first one. Mm-hmm. I mean, James mm-hmm. Cameron really? just, yeah. 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 The first one was very light. dark. Yeah. I agree. And, and I this agree. one we get, cause, right. Cause we get you to see a lot that more of the that, alien. Yeah. That first movie was, you know, straight up horror movie this one's the action movie yeah. both with some horror elements third one is a prison uh, space prison movie with some kind of dire you know uh, right i don't even know what to call it and the fourth one i don't even know what that category is the fourth one doesn't know what it is and i think that's the biggest problem of the fourth one is that it it tries to be that thing that all movies kind of became in the late 90s and early 2000s the Hey, we're going to have every kind of action in this thing. Chase mm-hmm. action, uh, suspense action, mm-hmm. y- you know. Uh, Big Mama alien action. Yep. We're going to have right. some mech, some conspiracy, mech action. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, government conspiracy, all that stuff. And uh, it just doesn't know what it wants to be. Yeah, it's kind of all over the can, place. I still like it, but it's you're, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Can, it, can I hold on this on this idea that it's brighter than the first movie? I just want to talk sure. about that a little bit because I didn't, I didn't notice that at all. But... Our cinematographer for this movie is one of the ones we've seen the most on FilmSack. This is Adrian Biddle, and uh, he was the cinematographer for. And I'm I'm not going to name all seven movies, but I want to name a few of them because it'll take too long. No, just because I want to name of I want to name <laughs> these movies that we've seen on FilmSack that this was okay. the cinematographer. Event Horizon, mm-hmm. 
Which Judge right. Dredd, yeah. Reign of Fire. Yeah. Now think about that. Reign of Fire, we saw it about a month ago. Yeah. V for Vendetta. Yeah. This guy, this guy photographs dark movies. Yeah. Like the movies are are li- like li- underlit. Oh, it's still it, you know a dark. It's still a dark movie, but I think the the contention is that it's not as dark as uh, You can see everything. The first there's one. not yeah. there's not parts the of of what you're viewing that with, are totally with the exception dark. of the with the exception of like, you know, they need it to be dark when they're fighting multiple aliens because the tech wasn't there at the time to make that look great unless you did a lot of shadows and flashing right. and strobe lights and and all of that. And that stuff, by the way, I, st- I think holds up. That's a thing I wanted to mention on the show today was that the the prosthetics and the puppetry and the stuff going on, while it's got Thank its... Thank you, Stan Winston. It's got its problems. It's not perfect. It was never perfect, but it's it's pretty strong still. And a lot mm-hmm. of that is the way it's being filmed. And they get away with a lot with flashing lights and smoke and steam and drippy shit and all that. And, and you know, hard to view <laughs> cameras from Napone down there with his people and and all that. Um, so in some ways, they had to revert to the old methods of Alien 1 to get that stuff done because that's just, you know, otherwise everything looks rubber and dumb. Uh, or, but, but or I should say for the rest of it, though, it felt like things were just a little more open, a little more well lit, a little bit more. I mean, they had electricity on this uh, colony for a long time, whereas on that ship in the first movie, like shit was broken for half yeah, of the journey. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It was just, yeah. So I don't know. I, I I take your point, but I uh, I think they're all dark and they should be. They're aliens movies, but the this one definitely just felt like I don't know. I had a lot of that blue light that Cameron loves, you know. Right. Like he yeah. loves and that also, blue. Also, can hue. I have a can I have a trope alert for the drippy shit? Always. <laughs> drippy does, shit. Does the acid does the acid destroy everything or just uh sometimes some things when it needs to and not others like i don't i just don't get it like this movie this entire movie i'm just like oh there's something dripping down oh no it's water how did they know how do they know it's water i don't know they're just gonna stand in it okay and then blood is acid alien sweat is not and it just it's just alien sweat all over the place is that sweat everything tears alien tears it's it is really I always want to give a movie the benefit of the doubt, like that the filmmaker wasn't sitting there going, oh, God, how are some nerds going to tear this apart later? (laughs) But I mean, the fact is, I mean, Ripley freaking destroys some aliens in this movie and they splash everywhere mm-hmm. and she's fine. She's going to be fine. Yeah. They're, they, I mean, they are a little bit loose with that, but I, I remember in the theater and even today, uh, I was thinking this yesterday or two days ago and I watched it when somebody was shooting alien or there'd be some kind of altercation with one. My very first thought was, Oh, don't get any, don't get that on you. Freaking look out. Mm-hmm. Don't ugh. like, right. because when people did, like when Dietrich got it up his face and mm-hmm. he just goes, just like shooting his flame all over the place amazing moment but uh vasquez yeah yeah well, all of us it. it's amazing it's amazing and mm-hmm. she freaks out and wants to save him because she's he's like her only friend or whatever and mm-hmm. um oh real quick i don't want to forget talking about this well okay two things <laughs> don't know or uh Ibn a minute ago said uh blood the alien blood is acid it's sweat is not that's what you said, right? Yeah, I said that, yeah. It reminded me when you said this once, so I'm going to play this. <laughs> Shit is okay. It's not good. There you go. What <laughs> was it? Yeah. That was a thing where you were you were discussing uh, cussing I rules. I was telling your... Justin Robert Young what's okay when he's going to oh. be a guest on my show. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Something about nice. that. Just You know how things remind you of things? You just have to get it out. Yeah. All right. That's number one. Number two, uh, Gor- Gorman, the character of Gorman. Um, this guy... 
is a character that in my first viewing all the all through the hundred other viewings I've ever had of this movie, freaking Gorman. You're just like, you're such a dumbass. You come in trying to be Mr. Tough Guy Military, but you've only done two of these jumps uh, before 36 simulated. He's just a terrified dude, right? Yeah, and he's just a big wuss compared to everybody else, and they all kind of know it. They're like, yeah, whatever. Thank goodness he's here, or whatever. And so there's just this feeling of like, you're the worst. I came away with this particular viewing with much bigger appreciation for that actor and his work here. I think he was really good at being the weaselly guy, so good that I always discounted him before because he was such a weasel. And if you go look at that guy's IMDb credits, William Hope is his name. Yep. Still rocking it. Um, he's been in everything. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, whistleblower, Sherlock Holmes, the movie series, tons of voice work. He's in the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre that's coming out soon, that uh, Sandman TV series. Uh, he's in that. Anyway, he's got more work than most of these people and is just awesome. So I just wanted to do an appreciation moment for William Hope because his role as Gorman, Lieutenant Gorman, is underappreciated. And he's mm-hmm. he's yeah. awesome. I, I totally, totally agree. necessary. Yeah, he's great. And we've seen we've seen him before uh, in in four other movies. Uh, the one that jumped out to me was he was the agent heavy villain in Triple X. Oh right, that is one that we yeah that's right. I was trying to think of what we'd seen him in. Um, we we in he a, was also like he has these small roles in like Sky Captain, and we saw him in Scanners, but. Not, you know, not like a, he's not a big deal. No. Tons of video game stuff too, which is, which is cool. I always admire that. He's in Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Um, and he's a Canadian. So good job, Montreal. You produced a fine actor in William Hope. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to give that guy some props. He's, yeah, uh, he's, he is, he's, he's awesome. Great. So James Cameron both wrote the story uh, along with David Giller uh, and Walter Hill. Uh, they all kind of worked on it together, but it was mainly James Cameron's script. Uh, and this is interesting because he had just come off of Terminator and everybody thought, oh, up and comer here. We got a guy who can do the stuff. But they were really skeptical. The studio was skeptical. The uh, crew, everybody involved in this project was like, he's not going to, how can he do this? He's, he's done one movie that was kind of okay. How do we have any faith in this? And all the trivia points to everybody being shocked in the end that it turned out as well as it was, including... Well, we may have some scrutiny on this, so I'll play this just in case, but here it is. Scrutiny. According to Lance Henriksen, who we haven't mentioned yet and who's one of my favorite actors of all time, uh, when he saw the movie at the premiere, he plays Bishop, uh, he was so impressed by the effort that James Cameron had put into the making of the movie as director, writer, and designer that he was left speechless to the point that he promised Cameron that he would write him a letter to properly express his feelings on it. He never ended up doing this, and Cameron misinterpreted this as a sign that Henriksen hated the movie. Eventually, they cleared it all up. That's the scrutiny part. Is like that just seems like a weird story, but it does, yeah. But it's all true, just a though. Big misunderstanding. <laughs> can I, I? I make lots of promises. To yeah. Can Can I offer you my scrutiny? Yeah. On, on this, uh, I, I need some scrutiny on, on this this bit, which is which has been reprinted in a uh, hundred different places. The British crew was openly hostile to both James Cameron and Gail Ann Hurd. In their eyes, Cameron was a nobody who had not made a decent film yet, while they openly mocked Hurd by claiming she only got to be a producer because she's married to Cameron. And they wouldn't take orders from a woman. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. Hold on. I got to go on. Cameron and Hurd, in turn, despised the crew's lazy, insolent, and arrogant behavior 
One of their few allies among them was production designer Peter Lamont. After the long and difficult shoot, Cameron addressed the crew by saying that one thing kept him kept him going through it all quote the certain knowledge that one day i will drive out of here and never come back and that you sorry bastards will still be here end quote (laughs) i'm sorry that's too far it's too much there's no way this movie was made in the midst of that much animal i mean he's he's known for being kind of a a jackass to people but i don't i don't that does seem a little far doesn't it it seems a little far Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah scrutiny that's what that is that's why we have the segment that's why we mentioned it. Uh, by the way, Ripley's miniature bathroom while we're in trivia here, that little tiny bathroom where she was like going to go tell Burke that she's in finally. Um, and she's washing her face. That's an actual British Airways toilet space. They purchased it from an airline and then put it in the set. Interesting. So it's from a Hilarious. plane. So they get a little portable uh, airplane uh, toilet. Yeah. I love that for some reason. <laughs> Pretend you're on the Mile High Club anywhere you want. I mean, if I had my way in life, my whole house, I would have a house that was just built on a million things like that. Like, here's the bathroom from a plane. Here's, uh, I don't know, the living room from a, a hotel room in the in the tropical. Oh, so not just exclusively bathrooms in different toilets. areas. No, 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 no. Okay. No. I mean oh, everything. Like, I, had, I knew right. a dude. Uh, he's very old now. I think he's probably in his 80s now. But I knew a guy years and years and years ago. Uh, he was uh, in Vegas. He was like a big um, real estate guy. And his house is that he's got his entryway tile is the tile that the um, uh, Caesars threw out and was, you know, redoing. So they're redoing tile oh, and cool. part of the thing. So he would get a hold of that stuff, salvage it and put it in his house. So he's got like, you know, Egyptian statues from the Luxor and he's got, you know, just weird shit from all over the up and down the strip in his in his house. And it's amazing. It's so freaking cool. That's cool. Yeah, like I would. That, uh, that is cool, but I think after living through this whole nightmare this past year and not having anybody come visit, I've really asked myself every time I've started on another house project, I'm like, who's going to see this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one is going to see it. You're, you're, you're right. wrong. I'm going to see it. So, what yeah. do I want? Yeah, what do you Something want? Cool you do me. what you want to do, is what we're saying. Right. Uh, I'm moving yeah. the bedroom to the living room. <laughs> Uh, that real that by the way the, big the daughter that played the dead or sorry the face the photo of the woman who who was supposedly Sigourney Weaver's full age daughter is her actual mother. That's a oh it's Sigourney mother. Weaver's mother. That's oh her, my god, yeah. you just blew my mind. That's her so mother. her mother is her daughter. Yeah, well, think of that time travel uh-huh. in this movie, dude. Yeah, kind of humans. Did this this series never played with time travel? Did it? Nope. Okay. That's good for it. No, nope. well, except for the time when they wrote an entire when Dark Horse Comics created an entire uh, new storyline, and then they went back in time and pretended that never happened. Oh my right. gosh, really? Is that true? Yeah, Newt Newt uh, carried on through the Dark Horse Comics between Aliens and Alien oh. Three. There were Newt was the new. I think Ripley died, and there was a new champion of the Resistance against the Xenomorphs, uh, led by Newt, and. Um, uh, she was the she was the new Ripley basically, and right. then they said, ah, yeah, none of that, none of that's canon. Oh, none of that happens. Right. Oh. I mean, that's how you would play it. I, okay, so as I've gotten older, I've kind of looked at the story of part three and kind of went, well, yeah, they had to get rid of Newt because where would they put her at? I mean, it's Prison Planet, and they'd have to deal with all that weird. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'd be like crap. Uh, you hide in here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, never come out. <laughs> we really want to because you have to be basically play in part 
two through part three again. So I'm like, yeah, so it's fine. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you could easily explain that away. Like I say, go, three three well, is infinitely better. The, the the sooner you get over the 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 wreckage of the original ten minutes, right. you, the faster you'll right. like three. Three can three we, really suffers we, from. Can we can we just take a moment to be, just gape at the fact that they named a gape. little girl Newt for this movie? Like it just <laughs> it's just like what yeah. like. like like it's 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 hard to name people in movies. Like there's only there's only so many ways you can go. But like sometimes you just take the easy way, right? Every platoon of Marines has a Mexican American woman who's named either Rodriguez or Velasquez, right? Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. just like you just do that and you just go with it because that's how it works. And then they look, look at a little girl. What are we going to call her? Uh, Newt. Uh, Newt. <laughs> why? Why? Well, that was why? her nickname from her brother, right? Didn't didn't she say that that his fa- her family? No, only her brother called her Rebecca. Everybody else called her Newt. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's just like your family. Why? Oh, but it's why? Just, just, <laughs> why? Why not? I mean, that's uh. Yeah, you know, is yeah. It's I mean, disconcerting. It's and it's nineteen eighty six. I don't know what was what was hot. What like was why, hot for why names? Is, why is uh, why does Rafael Cruz call himself Ted? You know what I mean? Like, or why? Why well, we know exactly? Yeah, why we know why he does that, that question. Yeah. Like, I, I grew up with a grandmother named Pete, and it's just like <laughs> it's the kind of thing that always bothers. Hold me. Hold on a minute. You know? Hold on a minute. You really had a grandma named Pete? Yep, I my, love that. My dad's mother. grandma Pete. I love everything about that. That's amazing. Was it so just, that was just like that was normalized for me also. because that name had been determined long before I came along. But <laughs> but in this case, you're actually inventing a name for a little girl. You know, it's instant backstory, or it, it not backstory, but it like. Um, I don't know. It gives her a new kind of humanization. Uh, oh, Rebecca, here's Rebecca. But then new, it's like, oh yeah, she had a family and they gave her a nickname and you know, she's been fighting here without them for a long time. And I, I don't know. I think it adds something. Actually, I, I do too. I think it, I think what it says is it says, well, she has seen a lot of stuff and it's all been gnarly, including the death of her family. Um, and the beginning of this whole thing, she's completely, she's a box of PSD with or PTSD with almost nothing else. <laughs> And her, you know, she's got this one link to the past, which is, well, they called me this. And I only really want people who trust, who I trust to call me that. And I trust you, Ripley. And I don't know, there's something there. Mm-hmm. I think I, I agree I, with that. Um, I, I think it's, I, I think it's mostly because when I hear that name, what I think of is Newt Scamander from Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> you don't think you're Newt Gingrich? <laughs> oh. All the time, like every minute of your day, thinking of Gingrich. <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. Yeah, but it's either. just a. It's me just either. a. It's the name for a weird white dude. You know, like Newt? a very oh, yeah. weird. I see guy. what you're saying. Yeah, that's fair. That's like the name. What's the name of the guy in the Matrix who's eating the slop and is like the skinny weird kid? Uh, uh, Dozer. No, is the not Dozer. Dozer was the big brother to the other brother. Who, who, oh, I was thinking of Gozer from Ghostbusters. <laughs> Gozer, <laughs> Keymaster. Um, no, it's the I can't think of his name. He's the squirrely, bug-eyed looking little skinny oh, guy. Oh, right, right. His name was like that. It was like Nude or Squirrel or Chip, <laughs> Nude or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, almost there. Mouse. Mouse. That mouse. was it. <laughs> mouse. That was totally it. Uh, squirrel, mouse. What's the difference? Um, all right. Uh, this is speaking of Carrie Hen. She played Newt. Um, She's she basically did this and then became a teacher and never touched Hollywood again. And I don't blame her. Well done. Uh, but Bill Paxton, 
continuously apologized to Carrie Henn throughout the filming. Every time Hudson had to swear in front of her, whatever the lines were, he had to cuss. Oh, and he swore a lot. He swore a lot. Uh, Carrie Carrie later admitted that she didn't mind, mainly because she didn't really know what any of those words meant at the time. So (laughs) kind of cute. I think it's cute. I think it's cute because I think Bill Cat Paxson was like a legit nice guy, and he I think he was probably like, oh, sure. "Sorry, kid, I'm trying, you know, it's in the lines. I gotta say, I gotta drop the yeah. phone." James Cameron's making me say this, man. Yeah, <laughs> what? What? Put him in charge. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh. Let's talk about him for a minute. Rest his soul. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah. probably the role that made everybody forever know Bill Paxton. I think um, he was this, in other stuff. This and Chet from Weird Game Science. Over, probably. man. Yeah. Yeah, Chet was a big deal. Um, his Terminator moment was kind of cool. Um, I mean, he was in a lot of Cameron movies, but I feel like this one, Hudson in particular, his character is the one that said, hey, Bill Paxton, here to stay. You're going to recognize him from now on and everything. And and he was great. I, 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 I don't think I ever didn't enjoy a Bill Paxton mm-hmm. role. I can't think of one where I didn't have a good time. Man, him and yeah. uh, what's the Schwarzenegger or the other Cameron movie? The um. Oh, True Lies. He's so good in True Lies. Is that it's creepy so good? Guy? Yeah, as the sleazy little uh, oh my gosh, adulter. <laughs> and the thing, the yeah. thing is, like, if you if you're us, you know, like uh, men of a certain age, we're white guys in the United States all our lives. Like the, everybody knows guys like this. They're just guys like this yeah. that you know. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. like they're like full of themselves and very outspoken. And like he plays the same kind of thing in every movie, right? Even Titanic. You know, he was like. Pretty close. Like, I would say his his thing in that live die repeat movie, uh tomorrow, beyond tomorrow, whatever it is, Tom Cruise uh, <laughs> yeah. the, Edge of Edge of Edge tomorrow. of Tomorrow. Is that it? Yeah, they got it. Nailed it. <sighs> they should have called it the live die repeat. But anyway, uh he was the general guy in the military thing. I forgot about that. Yeah. Right. Great role. Very weird and different totally. out there for him. I would say that's the most weird thing or different thing he ever did. And he had I'm telling you, man, that dude got cut short. There there he had a whole lifetime of like all right now he's aging into a new phase of his life let's yeah, see what he bill was, paxton he only does. made it to 61 that sucks mm-hmm. sucks suck. mm-hmm. but he's great and uh he's boy is he in this he gets his own deleted scene too there's this whole uh sequence on the plane where he's walking around doing more of his like i'm awesome and you're not yeah stuff. he's mm-hmm. he's pumping himself up and yelling in people's faces while they're strapped in yeah he does a little of that in theatrical but in this cut thing he's and he shows off the guns the the turrets which explains why the scene okay. was cut if they're going to cut the turrets they got to cut that but that whole thing was not in there before i mean it was to me it was so stark anything any scene or any moment that happened that was not in theatrical my brain went click and i was just i couldn't that's just how used to the first movie I am. <laughs> I think it's because I'd seen them so often I'd forgotten what was what was theatrical and what was uh deleted scene. Yeah, and I envy that. And by the way, can I have uh can I please have uh him from Tombstone? I just love his Oh, he's so good on he's, Tombstone. He's just kind of I don't know. He he fits the role perfectly. Yeah, he's amazing. He's like the there. new up and coming young punk kid, right? That uh No, he was he was Morgan Earp. Oh. He was the third brother. Yeah, he's Wyatt Earp's brother oh yeah. okay all right yeah he was morgan oh, okay. Earp, and he played okay. oh i've seen that one yeah it's he's it's an it's actually a, a underappreciated bill paxton role i used good. to watch that all the time but I haven't seen that in years when did we do it for film sack no sir nope, not yet no uh uh-uh. no sir we should also otherwise has, i would have also, seen it more than once <laughs> also has michael bean in it yeah yeah oh yeah by the way michael bean's birthday he's 65 today as we record this uh, well done saw him in mandalorian recently and uh he's great nothing wrong with michael bean we talked about him yeah. a lot for you know the 
the, the abyss and all the other stuff we've seen him in. But, but that dude is Hicks till the day he dies. I just, that's what mm-hmm. I think of him as boy, t- just talking about this movie. I realized just how intertwined the concepts in this movie are in my head. Like there's so much about this that I just, I apply it to a lot of other movies. I like everything about it. I don't have many complaints. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. uh, she straight up, she hundred percent deserved that Oscar nomination. I think that she is a, uh, you know, a, a five feet above everybody else acting wise in this movie. I think Sigourney Weaver kills it. I think her, she's amazing. Like real emotional shit. Is every scene perfect? So no. Some of the replacements or the extended stuff's not as good with her, but, but for the most part, like her face of resolve in the elevator as she's going back down to, to get the kid back. There's some moments there that I will never forget. They're like, so it, it sounds like you're saying Scott, that you disagree with her being on those lists of weirdest nominations, you know, hundred like percent disagree. hundred percent disagree. Cool. She's great in this. She's mm-hmm. so good. And then you know what makes it even better that it is an action freaking, you know, uh, horror movie about aliens and it's not set in the real world. And yet she still acts above it all. She's just a, she's so good in this to me. Again, uh, the movie takes its notes from the first one. Like, uh, like we had like the whole first movie is about Ellen Ripley becoming a badass who survives. And then this movie is about her becoming a badass who survives. And it's like, that's cool. It's a good story. Uh, you know, like I say, I, I enjoy that. I just don't need to see it again. We're, we're, we, we now have her trained on guns. She's leveled up guns and I don't like, let's, let's go, let's start from there next time. Let's not bust her back down to level one for the next one. Okay. I, what I, okay. So you keep talking about, um, not wanting to see the story again. And one of the things I love about the alien series is that there was about six to seven years between each of the films. And so each one of them kind of lands right in the middle of different decades. So alien, the first one feels totally seventies to me. It had a real 70s sensibility, which makes sense made during the seventies. And then the, you know, the second one really right in the middle of the eighties felt very eighties. And then, and then you got aliens three and it feels very, it feels very much in the nineties. So I've, I've enjoyed seeing this character and this story, you know, represented in just different decades, just one after the Boy, next. Paul Reiser's hair and wardrobe in 1986. Oh, yeah, baby. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. You guys like those I loved that, that those popped sweet... collar yeah. jacket. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that was, yeah uh, the weird uh, little Nehru, Nehru jacket kind of look to it. Yeah. 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 They were, well, but what made those look kind of dumb, though, were they were clearly just suits, and they had been modified with yeah. that one part of the collar up, and... And I don't know if that's enough. That's like Futurama with the weird things on their shoulders. And that's the only difference yeah. between that and the right. I mean, you look at how suits haven't really evolved in the last 50 years for us. Not so really. Not really. I actually wrote got, down. got skinny and then got fat again. And that's about yeah. it. Yeah. I actually wrote down when we first see uh, Paul Reiser, I wrote down, could they not get John Cryer for this one? <laughs> right. Perfect. Yeah. You're not Perfect. wrong about that comparison. I mean, Burke is such a dick. My gosh. Like I remember, mm-hmm. I remember having a hard time watching uh, mad about you, which we did watch a bunch when it was on in its prime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I don't trust you, dude. You're gonna do some shit. You're gonna do some gnarly <laughs> shit. You're gonna betray your wife. I just know your it. brother. Your brother's gonna talk you to some bad idea. Yeah. You're gonna right. go lock yourself in a closet and uh, sacrifice everybody else because you are freaking Burke and you'll always be Burke. But he he fine. He's fine now. He's all right. He's okay. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, what uh, what he's on something now? What is it? The Comiskey Method or something that Tina was watching it? And I looked and saw him, and it's like, wow, the dude is 
unrecognizable now. He doesn't look like yeah. Paul Reiser anymore. It's no. almost yeah. like he's gotten older. I know. Well, it happens to the best no, of us. No, no, no. It's more than that, though. It, you remember how Jennifer Gray all of a sudden looked different after she had her nose job? Well, she had a nose job. So I mean, <laughs> I'm saying. But <laughs> right. it's kind of like that. Like, he doesn't have the things that you remember. So you think he's actually a, had, you think he's actually had some kind of surgery or you think you're just saying, we, we, I, no, I'm just saying that about Paul Reiser. Yeah. We're talking about Paul Reiser. Right. Yeah. I just, because he's, he looks, he's, he's in a current TV show. Yeah. Like he's in, he's in Kaminsky about method. You, right? method. No, well, well yeah, he's also he's he, in something else besides that, but I, I'm saying he does definitely look like he's had some facial work. Oh, well, you think? Yeah. His mad about yeah. you return thing was 2019. He was in the Comiskey method in 2021. Yeah, the 2021 season, he's in that. Okay, so, yeah, guess, which right is now. what Tina just watched. That must be what it is. And that's yeah. I mean, she had to say, by the way, right there, that's Paul Reiser, and uh, uh, it didn't didn't look like him to me. I see the photo you posted in in the chat. That still looks like Paul Reiser, but whatever it was in Comiskey <laughs> Method, that, well, the, uh, that, the, that he's that, he's got a bald cap on in Comiskey Method. That's one thing. Well, I oh, guess maybe that's I it. guess if you compare him, so there's there's Paul Reiser about to go on Aliens at the bottom there, and there's Paul Reiser now. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, you're age, man. Comes yeah. For, comes I, age, I just feel like it's more than age. I feel like there's, I don't think it was, I mean, maybe I don't he's know. Had it's, it's oh, I found it. Because- nope. I found it. I know why. You know what? He had, there's no way they didn't do some of this making. You know what? If, if it's totally correct, that's it right there. They, they, that's mm-hmm. not him normally. Or if it is, then he's been wearing a wig for a long time. Cause yeah. if that's what he looks like now. Then they did work to make him seem like, you know, they had to put him on par yeah. with like who's the other guy in Comiskey Method? Um, uh, Douglas Michael Douglas. No, the other one, uh, the bald oh. guy, uh, great actor. Uh, uh, yes, can't think of his name. He's uh, putting on the Ritz. Uh, Frankens, young Frankens. No, not him. No, no, that's a different. Oh, guy. Alan Arkin's who I'm thinking of. Alan Arkin, right? Oh, there you he's, go. He's got to get him in the Alan Arkin neighborhood. So when you do that, you got to get that hair off of there, man. Look at that. Those both those guys look the same now. All right. Well, yeah. So yeah, age comes for us all. Is the point? Yeah, happens. Sure. Um. All right. That another bastard. Check out this cool trivia. Alien nest, the one they were found and were shooting in, uh, uh, or where the queen was and everything. Um. This was kept intact after filming, according to the trivia. It was later used as the Axis chemicals set for Batman from 1989. Oh. Uh, when the Batman crew first entered the set, they found most of the alien nest was still intact, and they had to tear a bunch of that down and use that space for. No. Uh, well, mm. and they had to. They had to do it, man. Don't tear it down. Um, yeah. Uh, check this out. This is cool. I like this. When they landed and deployed in the troop carrier, in the park, five by five, that thing. <laughs> Apone tells Marines that they have ten seconds until they arrive, and if you count from there in both versions of the film. Until the Marines jump out of the carrier and hit boots on the ground, it is literally ten seconds. That's cool. Yeah, uh, but this this movie did have one thing that I didn't realize. I mean, we always have the countdowns in these movies, but usually it's isolated to one section. It was like a countdown almost its entire movie. Yeah, it seemed like something was counting down. Yeah, yeah. You have ten like, minutes Why? to minimum safe distance and all that stuff. Yeah, that's always because that's an intense movie. That's yeah. maybe why some of those scenes didn't work for me because they changed the clock. They made mm-hmm. it feel longer. Yeah, yeah they, or, they were loosey-goosey with the clock. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, by the way, also, we were talking earlier about when this was set or how many years passed, all that stuff. It's supposed to be set in the year 2079. This is based on what is supposed to be canonical years in the Aliens Colonial Marines Technical Manual, which was published in 95. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do the math... 2022 uh, Aliens and Alien would have been both in the 22nd century. The event of Alien uh, would have been... 
let's see, 20, yeah, 21, 22, and then 57 years before Aliens. So there you go. Uh, and then my least favorite trivia, because I don't know if I believe it, was that Hicks was originally played by James Remar. We've seen him a million times on here. It's uh, Dexter's huh. dad. Uh, he filmed scenes, but uh, was already doing it, and he got yanked off because uh, he had, well, he says it was for artistic reasons between Remar and James Cameron, but in episode 128 of the Sidebar podcast, Remar states he was fired from the production because he was busted for possession of drugs. Busted. Yeah. Can I wow. can I give you useless effing trivia? Give it. <laughs> it says in the trivia, three different types of smoke were used in the film, one of which has since become illegal to be used on movie sets. And that's all it says. I need more than that. <laughs> I need more. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Because it kills you instantly. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Film sack question of the day. How do we feel about slow mo talking? Okay, now we I know oh, how we feel about yes. you know we talked yes, about slow motion. Yes, I wrote motion. this down. Did you good? Right. What do you th- how do yes, you feel like, about so that? So when she's having her dream, right? She's waking up, or she's not. She's waking up, but she's having her nightmare about. Uh, she's woken up in in the uh, hospital bed on the satellite around Earth. Uh, Paul Reiser just came in, said fifty five years, and then she starts having her stum her uh, chest burster moment, mm-hmm. and then it's all slow mo, but it's her going no, yeah, and not slow motion, no, like no. not slow not down slow motion, no. yeah. No. And the doctors come in and they go strap her down <laughs> that oh. always bothers me because yeah, i'm like thinking that like they had to sit there and say these words and make it look like <laughs> they were the actual words coming out of their mouth yeah no you're right i, I yeah, agree with totally that. it's just the thing that bugs me all right well now we gotta do this thing right here where is it gross what grossed me out uh Apom putting that cigar in his mouth that's been, he might have like rolled onto who knows where that thing ends up in that sleep pod and then he just that, shoves it right in his mouth. That cigar, it. that cigar spent the whole trip between his scrotum and his right thigh. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, gross. Uh, no, but it's on the list. It'd be in the top three probably, but not number one. Anyone else? Anybody had an idea? Oh, no. To me, it was Everything obvious. Everything is but- a- yeah, everything's just so gross. There's just constantly, you know, it's, it's an aliens movie. It's supposed to be kind of gross. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll give dripping. you. I'll give you a. Uh, uh, I'll give you a, an audio cue. Uh, clue. And okay. You tell give me. Give us audio cue. All right. Enjoy. Oh. Yeah. yeah. loogie, baby. Hudson yeah. uh, spitting down the. Uh, let's see how far my spit goes yeah. down the. It was gross. <laughs> It was gross. It would have been the, fine the if he just hole. spit, but he had to do the whole snort the, and work. And, snort. Did he yeah. do that? Is yeah, he's also done that in other movies. That's like one of his things, right? It's totally it? a weird science yeah. chat thing. Yeah. In yeah. my in my head canon, however, this is like Lord of the Rings, and he's like a fool of a toque. And there's some aliens <laughs> down there, and he awakened them and angered them <laughs> by spitting right. on spit? them. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. an old trope, isn't it? Where you. Uh, Lord of the yeah. Rings did it, where uh, Pippin or whoever knocks a pot down the hole, boom, 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 boom. right? Fool of a no. toque and all that, yeah. And wake up. Swear a Scott doesn't listen to me. Oh, he did you say that before? The words I'm saying. Did you already say that? Oh, are, are you still talking, Randy? I'm sorry. I'll shut up. <laughs> no, no, I meant I didn't mean to. Did I actually talk over you? I didn't mean to. I didn't hear you. Talking. No, 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 no. He's saying that you're repeating the same thing that he said. Oh, did you oh. see? You brought up the Lord of the Rings thing. I totally missed that. I apologize. <laughs> 
It's okay. Oh, pot kettle, Randy. I think a minute ago you repeated what I said about Comiskey Method or oh, right. Paul Reiser or something like that. <laughs> Look, it happens. We call it a red, red on air light on TMS. Red it's on a, air light. Yeah. Um, I, so those are the two things, or that was one of the two things that I wrote down, by the way, that bothered me. The slow motion talking. The other one is an android getting pulled across the, uh, the ground on the end by um, the vacuum of space sucking him out towards the port. Yeah. Right, an android's still not going to go. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I actually, across the floor. <laughs> yeah, that's I actually like, like that. That's, that's like uh, Chewbacca doing the so Tarzan. Stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. It's real dumb. But yeah, yeah. do you remember that? In the, also, the Chewbacca right. in the third uh, Star Wars movie going when he was on a yes. vine. It's like that. Yeah. Like you don't have to do it. Just have Bishop. Right. I'm okay with Bishop having the arm strength to like hold his torso and grab the girl's hand. That's all For fine. Sure. Just yeah. don't go, because why would a synthetic do that? <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, no. Well, what's he supposed to do? Not By the way, I, the funniest <laughs> yeah. thing in the movie to me is when uh, he says, you know, that he's programmed, he cannot possibly injure a human or cause a human to be yeah. injured by a, his inaction. Yeah. Right after he was throwing a knife down at yeah, lightning speed. I didn't, the human's head. I didn't <laughs> get that. I was like, wait. Yeah. What if that human moved? What if he flinched? What if he flinched? <laughs> wasn't the so okay? I have an answer for that, but I, you know, this is just my own take. The reason he put his hand on top of Hudson's hand is because A, he has the strength to hold it and it will never move. Right. And B, if he does nick it, it'll be his hand that gets nicked. So in his mind, in his robot mind, this this doesn't violate that that law of robots because he's he's <laughs> he's created circumstances or the environment where none of that's you're not going to actually harm that human. That's Plus, he was thinking. given a direct order by Hudson: "Do the knife thing." Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> and and you know the film was sped up, and it that, was sped up film. Well, oh, yeah. totally, yeah. But it was still cool. It's still one of my favorite things. And I remember in high school. Yeah. See, this is the problem with movies. All me, me, and all our friends, we all saw Alien, and we loved it, and we couldn't stop talking about it. And the very next week at school, immediately at lunch, somebody's doing that with a knife <laughs> at the freaking table. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Remember yeah, that? So I swear that. I know that wasn't like it. It couldn't have been a new thing, but boy, did no. that become a popular, a lot of people cutting their hands at school problem. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that was in some like military movies before, like, right. I, before. I feel the same. It's like, I know I've seen it. I just don't, I couldn't tell you where though, but yeah, and it's probably some old tradition, right? Like here we are in the galley, grab that knife. It's called a mumbledy peg, isn't it? Isn't that the name of that? No, that's where you, isn't that where you throw a knife toward your foot? I think it's called a bad idea. It's the sound of four people searching for mumbly peg uh, all at the same time. Mumbly peg. Um, I'm not. I'm really not. I'm not because I don't want to know. It's okay. just too dangerous. Well, I learned here's something a new, today. I learned here's something a today. new TikTok challenge. <laughs> I don't do it. I thought it was mumbly peg, and Brian is correct. It is mumbly peg. Mumbly peg, yeah. And... You okay? Here it is. Also known yeah, as oh, it is right. known as mumbly. Pig. It is anyway. thrown at each other's feet. Yeah. So okay, I don't know yeah. what that. Uh, you take an outdoor game uh, uh, using pocket knives. Uh, practice of putting a peg two, three inches into the ground. The loser of the game has to take it out with his teeth. Really? Ooh. Mm. That part we never did. <laughs> we call these games your your you play oh, wow. when you're bored. Yeah, to death. Yes, <laughs> I, uh, this goes this goes back to Mark Twain. Apparently, he uh, he kind of coined the put the 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 name in writing. So Samuel Clemens did. 
Yeah, yeah, right. That's the guy, Ted Cruz, uh, R- Raphael. Guy. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. It's called on Wikipedia. It's called Knife Game. It's also called Pin Finger Nerve Bishop. Uh, bishop. They call bishop, it bishop. Knife, knife fingies, five finger fillet, or stab <laughs> between the fingers <laughs> game. Stab. Wow. Or as I like the... to call it, four finger death. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did the bishop one come? I assume that's I'm from the film. I'm curious about that. Yeah, I'm curious. If about, not, uh, then that brings a whole new meaning to why they named him bishop, which is amazing. That would be yeah, amazing. Uh, I think it's probably called bishop after. I'm sure. Bishop did if it. not, it has it would to be. have been right. Like added right. afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. There's no. Um, there's no listing of when the Bishop name came around. Interesting. That's gotta be from that. It's be- It's a good name. The yeah. Bishop, you know, what do you want to do? Let's do the Bishop. I'm bored. Let's do the Bishop. Uh, do the bishop yeah. It's funny because it lists all these pop things where it's seen in popular culture. Everything is after 1986, like, um, Manhunter, wow. New York, the Sierra online game or full throttle by Lucas arts. All those things are after this. Oh, here we go. Knife in the water, 1962, maybe the first film to show the game. Interesting. Roman, Roman Polanski film. Well, that certainly made it, uh, well, it's too bad. They didn't have that knife slip and hit Polanski in the penis and then he wouldn't be such a rapist. <laughs> loser. Um, but yeah, like he, uh, the, the, clearly the popularity was, was around this and it exploded from there. And I just, I remember kids getting suspended for bringing knives and doing this and sure it was bad yeah. for a while. Our parents are right. One thing we that mimic things we see on TV and in the movies, I guess. I don't right. know. Maybe they're right the whole time. Who knows? One of the things that kind of messed with my um, timelines and lore and everything else in, I don't remember. I don't remember it being aliens that uh, they talked about um, the Arcturian, and uh, having sex with Arcturians, because I, I didn't think that was in this. That's oh, another alien at the, race. At the table, you mean? Yeah. Were there... talking about getting some Arcturian poontang. Oh, right. One of the soldiers. Can you tell me? Private okay, Frost. but I have a Talk question about that. I never knew what that meant. I didn't know it meant aliens. Isn't it just mean another planet could be people? It, it is another, uh, or, or but yes, it, they are humanoids, um, but they are not of the planet Earth. So there was definitely other aliens we were okay. and it was the first uh the first ones we encountered were the octarians and apparently they were yeah but i don't remember it being part of the right, lore the this have they ever expanded the, on that anywhere uh not in yeah the, you can I mean oh you can dig deep i mean if probably you go in the like, dark horse comics maybe but um yeah that's interesting it always makes me wonder like you take a you take a movie like this where there's a lot of world building and fan theory and everything and then you make one off the hand comment even if it's you may have even improved it, and but now you've right. started a chain of like people going to track that down forever. You know exactly, yeah. Which kind of cracks me up, and a lot. I guess a yeah, lot I of mean, the dialogue was improved. Like Hud or um, Bill Paxton claimed a lot of his lines were just sort of what I felt like saying at the moment. It, it goes against the whole "Oh, Ripley thought she saw an alien once" kind of thing, or that she's on board because she saw an alien once. You know, yeah. all right. If Arcturians then maybe just colonists from another, um on another system that they had to go and and help out or yeah. Like the way they really aliens like the way the, no, they described in, uh, on, if you go to fandom.com and look up, Mm -hmm. you know, alien Mm -hmm. xenomorph, xenopedia, if you look at all that, it'll, it'll talks about them and they're, they're classified as true aliens. I didn't know this. They, uh, apparently they're, they're also subterranean that, uh, produces, uh, has a queen that lays eggs. (laughs) Really? (laughs) 
Yeah. And I'm like, okay, where is this lore coming from? This I need to know to more me. information. Yeah, I need way more info on this. This is weird. Yeah. All right. Well, now you're going to make me go down that hole. Thanks a lot. But if you want, yeah, if you want to know why I'm so quiet, it's because I'm constantly going, what is this lore? <laughs> digging through <laughs> some info, lore. man. Um, I was going to make a comment. Of, oh, last, uh, the alien movie, when we watched it, I was so sure that there was stop motion in the original cut of that film. And when the and alien got there, sucked out the airlock, I was like, that was a stop motion thing. And then I yeah. saw it and went, oh, it's not. It's this one. That ending yeah, scene the stop, where it goes flopping yeah. out of the back of the thing finally and into space, the queen, mm-hmm. that's she stop motioned out in space. And yeah. they were already they were already working. You know, Stan Winston was there. They were already working on stop motion for the big uh, forklift mech. So, I mean, I guess. But why is it so weird in my head? Because you would think it'd be, oh, well, that if, if there was ever stop motion, it'd be the first one. But no. Right. And then Cameron's, you know, he liked using that on Terminator. So why not, I guess, use it again. But it's just an odd thing because the first one was very effective. It looked like a big floppy body getting chucked out of there. Mm-hmm. This yeah. one didn't look like, like that. a rubber suit. Out. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I, yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid space uh, in their stupid. What- Holes. One piece of trivia I really did like. So uh, the Sulaco, the name of the the ship, the marine ship, mm. comes from a Robert Conrad. I'm sorry, Joseph Conrad uh, novel. Definitely not a Robert Conrad novel. <laughs> uh, a Joseph Conrad novel called. Uh, let's see, from 190. When was this released? 1904. Mm. Uh, the name of that novel is the Nostromo. Oh no! Uh, way. Yes, yes, yes. It's the uh, the Sulaco is the city that the uh, uh, the port city that the western takes place in. I love so, that yeah. kind of stuff. That's great. Yeah, great references. There's probably more of that in three. We don't know. I'm sure. Actually, there is. Yeah, there's a ship that's that's named in three that comes from a different Joseph Conrad novel. Right. You know, I just remembered too. Three's got um. Uh, what's his name uh from game of thrones that we talk about all the time he was in last action hero uh oh charles dance charles dance is the doctor in the next one i'm really excited for the next one guys right yeah yeah (laughs) so many there's so many great actors in this third one i can't wait to watch it yep we're gonna we're gonna get to that eventually everybody but uh i think right now we're gonna get to some clips from the film aliens sweet and uh i hope you have some newt screaming Mm-hmm. Um, I think I do a little. Oh, jeez! It's a very marked scream. Uh, Hollywood's one of Hollywood's great screamers, but she quit and became a teacher, so we didn't get more of it later in her life. But anyway, here's uh, here's some of that. So uh, here's finding out how long you've been out there. I don't recognize this place. No, I know. Uh, okay, it's just that uh, this might be a shock to you. It's long. How long? Please. Fifty-seven years. Whoa, Heinz fifty-seven. Think of that. Well, it started with some started with some Shatnering, real uh-huh. Shatnering at the beginning of that clip. Yeah, it's pretty good Shatnering. Um, here's the daughter moment that we didn't get in theatrical. To me, this was all new. Amanda Ripley McLaren, married name, I guess, age sixty-six, and that was at the time of her death, which was two years ago. Uh, yeah, Amanda's she a cool character. Her. She's a kick-ass character in uh, in that game, the video game. Uh-oh. And I'd just like to—I'd like to go on the record. Um, if there, if my mother at age like thirty-five is is like sort of uh, brought to earth, mm-hmm. I, I do not want to meet. You I don't, don't want to meet her. <laughs> I don't. 
No, let's not. Uh, that's, that's that's so weird to me. It I can't weird. take that. It's very weird. You're right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Sigourney goes full Karen. All right. Enjoy this Karen moment with Sigourney Weaver. Did IQs just drop sharply while I was away? Ma'am, I already said that it was not indigenous. It was a derelict spacecraft. It was an alien ship. It was not from there. It's a Karen I can support, though. I kind of yeah, I kind of disagree with you. I feel like uh, this is the beginning of us finding out that she's like as smart as or smarter than everybody. That she's you know like she's really capable and has uh, a lot of agency. Like she's this is the this is the the woman as action hero moment. You know yeah I yeah. Agree. She would have asked to see the manager though. Then for mm. sure, Karen. <laughs> yeah, I think the part that jumped was just the use of the word "ma'am," which I haven't heard in a long time. Oh, ma'am. And boy, ma'am. people in the year 22, whatever, sure smoking up the joint. They're in there all huffing on cigarettes. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe some of that will change by then. But I don't know. In 86, what did we know about cigarettes? All right. Here's a DG. That's not all. I don't know what this is. God damn it. That's not all. Oh, GD. <laughs> I put DG. <laughs> That's a big difference. She could have oh, said. gamut. <laughs> Dog gamut. DG. God Dad damn gummit. it. That's not all. That's not all. I like that part of it. This part. Yeah. Where is it? Here we go. There's some cursing in this movie. Oh, this yeah. Movie God has, damn it. That's yeah. not all. Oh. Movie oh. Is not, not afraid of the F word. F word comes no. out. This movie comes many, out many nice times. and smooth. Yeah. Uh, here's a. Uh, I don't know what this is. Folks, we have scored big this time. I don't remember. Oh, that was, again, new stuff. The new stuff jumped out of me and made me want to capture it because I was like, what is this? This guy. I'm like, who says scored? Folks, we have scored oh, big this time. It's a dad. So that's that the dad. Sucks. Newt's dad. Yeah. Sucks. Like, like he's all of a sudden thinking, oh, there's treasure in that yeah. derelict spaceship. <laughs> and why does it why does it have Zamfir music playing in the background? Right. <laughs> it's just bad. I hear I hear uh, Zamfir. Yeah. I haven't heard Zamfir. <laughs> the master of the pen flute? Yeah, Zamfir. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's Gorman. Having his, having his moment. Ripley, you wouldn't be going in with the troops. I can guarantee your safety. Mm, can you, though? Mm-hmm. Can you? Because you and Vasquez no. are going to hold hands while that bomb the, goes off at the end. The troops. I love it that they're they're on a very important mission that's going to require the Marines to be very good at their jobs. So they send a bunch of privates. Yeah. They're all private this, <laughs> private that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and it's, I don't know. I don't have, I'm, I'm concerned about some of their behavior or their opinions. Anyway, Napone loves the core. All right, sweethearts, what are you waiting for? Breakfast in bed? Another glorious day in the core. Day in the Marine Corps is like a day on the farm. Every meal is a banquet. Every paycheck a fortune. Every formation a parade. I love the core. He's great. Why <laughs> I, William Napone? Napone, that's yeah. how you say it. Just, a, just Apone. Oh, when I say Napone, I, I meant like- Apone. Oh, yeah, you're right. A pone, a pone. Somebody, but uh, yeah. somebody called him a pone early, uh, in the movie. Yeah, he's a pone, oh, really? right? Uh-pone. Yeah, but I yeah, always say a pone, and and then today I said napone, and I didn't mean to. I think I was thinking of napon, napalm. napalm. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely what you're thinking of. Yeah, <laughs> not, not, not enough. Al- not enough. The smell of a pone in the morning. Yeah, no, I agree. Right. He could have. Uh, he could have stuck right. around longer. He's Rest great. in peace. He also uh, died a few years ago. Uh, he was he he made it to seventy five, and. Uh, I just can't, like, I can't get enough. Give me, like, could we, I, I know we have to kill off people as quickly as we can. And, and he also had the unfortunate role of being the person on the other end of this sketchy radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's terrible to act through, you know, yeah. this, you, you're not hearing clearly. 
Yeah. You know who I forgot all about was uh, Private Spunkmeyer. Totally forgot about that, dude. (laughs) I didn't didn't see him until the credits, and I was laughing like, oh, man, there was a Private Spunkmeyer? Yeah, and they kept saying, Spunkmeyer, get in here. And they they would refer to him in the movie, but he was just such a non-player. He was almost like an extra. Oh, I Um, missed it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, What can I ask you? I never never felt like I got a payoff, though, to his opening on that clip on the farm. I was like, it's a day on the farm. And then he went into a bunch of things that are totally non-farm related. Mm. And I never felt the connection. Yeah, it didn't quite work out. Wasn't he the well, one? Well, he that- also did that whole look into my eyes thing where, you know, he, you know, uh, uh, get over here. Bill Paxton, uh, oh, that'd be great if you could provide breakfast in bed. And then he looks at him, pulls down his finger with, I'm guessing, the middle, middle finger, finger. But he's holding his cigar, so it's two fingers. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. says, look into my eyes. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm guessing it was a flip off. I'm pretty sure it was a bird, but because I, I've always assumed it because I don't know what else it could have been. I don't know what else he right, was saying. Right, because when you're holding a cigar with two fingers, you can't really give an effective yeah. bird. Hudson, come here. Come here. Come here. Come <laughs> Rico Ross is cool too. Private Frost, that guy's a good-looking man, very handsome man. Look at his photo. Wow, look at him. Mm-hmm. Everybody he, looked uh, pretty good except when they were carrying guns that were too large for him. Then they walked like a bunch of people with poop in their pants. <laughs> Every one of them. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Even Ripley near the end. I'm like, oh, look, she's got the walk down. Uh, good news if you like Lance Henriksen. By the way, I think he looks as cool as he ever has. Look at yeah. this dude. I'm going to put a photo in here. A photo? Let me look at the photo. I don't think you you pronounce the P in photo. Oh, wow. That's Lance Henriksen today, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Just a badass. I don't care what he does. Disapproving dad is what he is right there. Yeah. (laughs) That pumpkin head looking look. I used to love. Oh, you remember how good he was in Hard Target? He was the bad guy in Hard Target. Oh, man. Love him. He was in an AVP. Oh, he was. He played Bishop uh, uh, Whalen, or he played Charles Whalen. Who is yeah. you know, was that just a clip or oh, okay? Yeah. No, he was in it. Was in the the, 04 uh, one. That's right. That's right. Yeah. X Files spinoff Millennium. Yeah, I, I used right, to right. love that. I thought mm-hmm. that was great. God, I love that show. Too bad it didn't go nowhere. The movie yeah. Powder Lance. made me cry. He was in that. <laughs> Lance Henderson. I'll tell you what is, made me. He's Wait. 80 years old and taking roles like he's uh, in the poorhouse. This guy, like, uh, look look at his recent credits. He's like. He'll he'll take anything. He'll be in anything. Yeah. This guy must not have any money. Yeah. He came back and did he'll even work. be he'll even be in a a, a Stan Winston directed Pumpkinhead movie. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Come on, he'll do anything. <laughs> he'll do whatever you want. He's he's great. He does all kinds of voices. I loved him in the tar the Disney Tarzan movie. He played uh, Ker- uh, Kerchak, the the head of the 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 ape uh, group or whatever. What do you call it? Ape herd. <laughs> What do you call them? A, uh, not a group. Uh, uh, a uh, troop. A, a troop. Of a apes. gaggle of apes. Troops. A troop. That's right. Troop. troop. He was head of the gaggle. troop, and he was always pissed at Tarzan because <laughs> Tarzan was such a numb nut. He's great in that. Um, anyway, Lance Henriksen appreciation <laughs> moment. And we love him. And eventually, when we finally get to see uh, the Quick and the Dead, we'll get to see one of my favorite things he ever did. He played the character Ace Hanlon, and he's fantastic in the Quick and the Dead. All right. Anyway, moving on. Did we never saw that? Right? I'm not making that up. Oh, okay. uh-huh. yeah. All right. That's got to be. It's a Sam Raimi film. It's got an amazing cast. It's a western. It's insane. It's amazing. We have to watch that. All right. Just put it on your list. Okay. 1995. Okay. That's the got year. It. Okay. Uh, all right. Where the hell was I? Oh yeah. <laughs> Here's this uh, moment. Apparently, she saw an alien once. <laughs> Whoopie fucking do. <laughs> Uh, here's, oh, this is interesting. This is a recorded audio of, uh, Ibbett's date about why you're so uptight on the date. Okay. Mm. So she's oh, saying, okay. She's saying on this prom night, you were uptight and this is why. All right. Here you go. 
boy's definitely got a corn cob up his ass. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I assume not. Yeah, literally. well, it's been up there since homecoming. Yeah. I assume not literally a corn cob, though, right? It's a figurative. Not literally a corn cob up okay. my ass, no. A figurative. That was a, that was a Saturday night. I, <laughs> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's your house, right? Usually right. Go, go vegetable free on Saturday nights, yes. There you go. Um, artificial. Uh, elbows and corn cobs. Corn That's cobs. All we saw. There you go. <laughs> Here's this one. I prefer the term artificial person myself. Dude, he's so cool. Whatever, synthetic. I love Bishop so much. Yeah. Artificial person, really? That's the term you yeah. prefer? Right. He prefers it. Yeah. It doesn't seem great. doesn't really roll off the tongue, but whatever. No. You be you, uh, Bishop. Uh, secure that shit. You secure that shit, Hudson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we did this earlier. Assholes and elbows. There's that line. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, the line that inspired the uh, one of the StarCraft units says this. Uh, I forget which plane it is. One of the error units. Uh, but it's it's from this. We're in the pipe. Five by five. Yeah. Aliens, oh, cool. uh, big influence on the uh, Terran business over there. But that's but that in comes the from rear something with else. the gear. Does it? Five in the pipe. Yeah, five by five. Five by five comes from something else. Like it's like a really old military term. Really in the pipe. Five by five. That line. Yeah. I feel, I, wow, weird. I always in thought it was pipe? this. Five by five. Yes, but in the pipe, I don't know. Yeah, I always felt like it was this, but I could be, I could be totally wrong. We're googling fast uh, as we can. Here's <laughs> got a bad feeling about this drop. Telling you, I got a bad feeling about this drop. You always say that, Frost. You always say I got a bad feeling about this drop. Okay, okay. I like those guys talking. They're great. Spunk my like Frost. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I like Star Wars and everything. Everyone has a bad feeling about everything in Star Wars. All right, extra stuff in the plane. Me and my squad of ultimate badasses will protect you. <laughs> Check it out. This is that was a new scene. That does not oh, was exist. it? Okay. Yeah. All right. I can just hear it. It's so weird. This is what happens when you see a movie a hundred times and only have ever seen directors or uh, yeah ones. that one that one I couldn't remember uh, either way like I it seemed that one seemed normal to me. Here's another. Right. But, uh, but I yeah. believe you. Yeah. By the way, I put the uh, uh, the definition according to Wikipedia of the five by five in its definition, and after reading it, I still don't know what the hell <laughs> this double <laughs> speak bullshit yeah. is. Yeah. Signal so strength and readability odd. report is a standardized format for reporting the strength of the radio signal and the readability of the radio telephone or radio radio telegraph signal transmitted by another station <laughs> as received by the reporting station's location and their radio station equipment. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah I don't get no, that. No wonder they shortened that to five by five, but I don't know what yeah, that path yeah. was. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. Boy, that, that stern look on Lance Anderson's face is really <laughs> taking on new meaning all of a sudden. All right. Uh, let's get to this one. This is uh, this was also not in the uh, original. Fry half the city with this puppy. Fry half the city with this puppy. That's new. I still understand what you said. I didn't know what you said either. He I said, don't know what either. He says fry. <laughs> he, was talking about, one of those. he was talking about the turrets, and he says fry half the city with this puppy is what he says. Oh, okay. Oh, play that's what he. Okay. Fry half the I city thought I heard this puppy. Puppy. I heard big ziti, but maybe I'm just hungry. Yeah, I saw. I heard ziti too. <laughs> fry half hungry? the city with your big ziti. <laughs> why is that funny? I don't know. No, why fry why up I'm your big ziti with this puppy. Oh, uh, so yeah. so right, right. does it stop there, or did you capture him going on to say uh, all the things they've? No, got? he went on. And he was he was basically showing her the gun and like bragging about it, and just said you could fry half the city with this puppy, and then he moved on to something else. 
No, he goes, we got tactical smart missiles, phase plasma pulse rifles, RPGs. We got, he's like, he suddenly becomes oh, a yeah. salesman for a, yeah. for an army depot. Yeah. All new stuff. Yep. Not in the original, which bums me out. All right. Here's the, uh, the sound you can never forget. This is definitely in the movie. You guys didn't even know. How, yeah. That tap, oh. tap. Dude, yeah. That weird I kept, little, I kept yeah. checking my mixer where I was like, what the, like a round loop? What is that? <laughs> No, I I love it. It's just such the oh, yeah. it's music to my ears to hear it. I love it. Um, here's uh, Dunaway taking a bath with his mom. You guys want to hear this? Mm. Yeah, yeah, this wow. is you and your mom taking a bath. Yeah. Uh-oh. I made a clean spot here. Now I've done it. Guess I'll have to do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a little creepy, isn't it? I didn't really mean it to be creepy. It's very creepy. Lots, lots creepy. Yeah. That was almost as creepy as when she was uh, making love to Jonesy the cat before she left. That was a little, that was a little, little a little weird. Me. Yeah, boy, she sure loved that cat. I'll tell you. Yeah, I mean, she was really. I mean, I I pet my cat and I love my cat just fine, but that was another level of yeah. That's a new level of cat mm-hmm. loving. Uh, mm-hmm. Lance Henriksen, if you ever ask him if you would like to, uh, if, if you ever say to him, "Hey, do you want to retire and not do movies anymore?" This is his answer. No. Yeah, he'll just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do you want to stop? Just relax for a minute. No. Okay. Great. Nah. Okay. Do you, uh, do you still, uh, are you an ugly old man? No. Okay. What other no questions can <laughs> we ask him? Me. I don't know what else to ask him. Uh, did you, um, do you like the queen takes bishop joke? No. All right. <laughs> uh, do you spell your last name with an X? No. <laughs> is it Hendrickson? It? No. Oh, it's Hendrickson. I don't have a yes is the problem. <laughs> do we do we all agree that in the future when people actually make androids that look like people, they're not going to make androids that look like ugly people? Mm. <laughs> right, mm. but if you're let's say you're the Elon yeah, Musk of look the like time. Elon Musk and Richard Branson is what they're going to look like. Exactly, and they're very ugly people, so uh, at least I think so. But but like, you know, Wayland is the is the likeness here and he's the owner of all of it. He's like the big mega yeah. You know, Jeff Bezos maybe, of the future. Maybe I've been watching too much Olympics because I'm, you know, like the <laughs> image of a human being is like a swimmer. With, like, it's not Ian Holm. That's what I'm saying. It is not Ian Holm. They're not going to make robots that look like Lance Henriksen. Mm, I, I don't know. think. Depends on how you think. What I think he's not ugly. I think he is a weird looking person, but... In a very cool way. I don't, even th- I don't even think he's weird looking. I just think he looks normal. I think he looks weird and to his benefit, not weird. And I'm saying un- in unusual. the future, the androids will not look normal. <laughs> they will be made to look as beautiful as people can possibly make them look. Fair enough. Now, I know that in the uh, past, people have always said this phrase about, well, um, it's really hot here in Phoenix, but it's a dry heat. Uh, because you're not in a humid area. I know that's a long time thing and it's not just aliens that coined it, but I swear to you that since aliens, I've heard it more than I did before. Here's the line. Yeah, man, but it's the dry heat. Yeah, man, it's the dry heat. That I swear <laughs> after that, everybody kept saying it all the time. And I hear it still today. Like the other day I was saying, oh, it's freaking 103 today. And somebody went, yeah, but it's a dry heat. And they were referencing that line. So good job, aliens. You're in our zeitgeist forever. Well done. It's a wet heat there, though. Uh, yeah, which is why it's weird he even said that, right? Because he should have said yeah. it's a wet heat. Uh, here's a ho ho. Oh ho! All right, there's that. Thank you. Yeah, that's Paul Reiser. <laughs> oh ho! Ho ho! He says. Oh ho! Jamie uh, Buckman. Here's a yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. 
Okay. <laughs> Ho hos yeah. and yeah yeahs. It yeah. sounds like we're uh, euphemisms for uh, uh, sexual organs. That's right. Put your ho-hos and yeah-yeahs back in your pants. (laughs) Come on, Marines. Ho-hos and yeah-yeahs. Everybody up and at them. That's right. Here's your uh, mostly come at night famous line. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. Actually, we, we've we've Mandela'd that a little bit because we say they mostly come at night, mostly. But what she says is, and they mostly come at night, and they mostly. mostly. Come at night. So oh. it's, it's just a little different. Yeah, it's I, not as different as played again, Sam. I mean, it, you can leave off the end at the beginning of a sentence like that. That's true. It's not quite "I am your father" or whatever we right exactly do yeah. with Star Wars. Yeah, but. I but. Like when we hear that, we think of the Hollow Notes song "Man Eater," right? We don't think of this. Oh, <laughs> they only come out at night. Oh, I never do. Didn't That's funny. Didn't didn't until you uh, <laughs> mentioned it there. Now All I'm right. gonna. Gosh, dang it! You've ru- you've ruined this line. <laughs> they mostly come out at night. <laughs> <laughs> mostly, you have to say it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, angry acting time. Here it comes. It was a bad call. Bad call. Right. These people are dead, Burke. Don't you have any idea what you've done here? Burke? Dumbass. All right, here's an embarrassing scene that I don't know if this is just in the extended or the original. You guys tell me. Here it is. Look, Ripley, I just Forget want... it. Excuse me. Wow. <laughs> wow, I don't remember that. that I don't either. Been, uh... I don't either. Yeah. Did you hear a fart? Mm-hmm. I heard a fart. Let me try that again. Look, Ripley, I just Forget want... it. Excuse me. I, th- I think they left a fart in. <laughs> Me right. too. Uh, here's Newt scream. There you go. That's all you're getting. Oh my god! Yep. I'm. Yeah. Oh, I know oh, we're all deaf. We're, we're all deaf. I actually worked a. I actually worked a theory up, and I almost put in my intro of maybe the aliens are like uh, they 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 can't take the scream. Maybe she's right. she's screaming at a certain uh, like level. Venom. Like venom. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just like so, they're like, just don't don't go near that thing. Yeah, that's how don't. she survived this whole time. Is ah, yeah, big yeah. birds are little ears. Yeah, what have you guys been saying for the last minute? It's really loud. <laughs> All right, next. Oh, up. am I really loud? Oh. No, he's he's no, kidding. No, no, no. He means because of the scream is so loud. We oh, Randy's okay. hearing. Tea's done. Water's done. Yeah, water's done. Um. All right, here's a choking Ripley. <laughs> there you go. She had a thing around her <laughs> neck. Yeah. yeah, that's what she had. The uh, she had the yeah. It's better than a magazine face down face the throat. Face. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if I'd like the use at the time. It didn't bother me. It was okay. I guess it's fine. The sound work in the movie overall is really good. There's a lot of really cool things like the gunfire is still really iconic and things like that. But the the tentacles swinging, making kung fu noises. I'm not sure that mm. holds up. Yeah. Just a little, little much. There's nothing moving fast in that fight. It is like slow, awkward alien versus big, clunky power loader. Yep. <laughs> All right, here's uh, let the... Oh, she has a British accent, this girl, I swear, but you only hear it once in a while. Here it is. Let's go. Do you hear that? Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, I heard it a couple of times. Mostly. Yeah, Let's go. In there mostly, too. Really weird. Hold on. I didn't miss uh, that. That's just regional to that moon. Did it's I, okay. Did I miss something about her? Um, yeah, no, she's from Florida. Again. Okay. She is not, is she? She's from, the little girl is from Florida, USA. Okay. She just says it weird. Let's go. Weird. No, that's that's kid with a British accent. I mean, I'm looking here. Her her biography says born in Panama City, Florida, USA. They, they hired a British kid for the ADR. Right. Um, <laughs> have they? <laughs> Brian is just going to refuse to believe this. I actually just want to. refuse see, to believe it. I want to yeah. see if she's been interviewed lately. Um, 
Just to see. I, I oh, here she is. Anything. Let's hear. Let's hear her say words. I'm gonna write here. Aliens remains a beloved classic and, and one of the most celebrated films in the sci-fi genre. Why do you think it has that timeless appeal? Why do people still love it all these decades later? Well, I think for the the time that it was filmed and made, it really went above and beyond as far as um, you know all of the- she's a little she's a little hung up, but I don't hear the accent. And you got to remember, Cameron is a Canadian making a movie in England, uh, you know, and she's a little kid. Like, she's being told exactly what to say and how to say it. So she's just repeating what, what she's hearing. Oh, that could be. Maybe. When you're Maybe. a little kid, yeah. you do that. You pick up stuff. Maybe one of her parents, though, was British, and so there was a little bit of British influence in the house. I love it. This is a controversy I want to continue on forever. Totally. Yeah. Totally, yeah. I like it a lot. All right, here's reading something about the readings. It's reading right, man. Look. Well, you're not reading it right. <laughs> It's reading for every man. line. He's so good. Gosh, every line it. makes you laugh. He's just so good. Here's here's a funny sound out of Hudson. <laughs> that was his death, but I love the sound. <laughs> what a what a uh, un just, just the death was just boring. It's like ah, oh, I wanted something bigger to happen for, for him. Now. Yeah, I needed. Yeah. yeah, you can't just. I needed suck. some smart thing to say as he exits this world. Yeah, I didn't need Hudson just to get yanked through the floor. That bummed me out, but. It always bummed me out. It was a little just unceremonial for a character you'd kind of grown to hate and love at the same time. Uh, here's a weird thing near the tail end of uh, uh, Hickson. This Hickson and Ellen Ripley stuff. This didn't. This was not in the theatrical at all. Uh, so I captured it. See you, Hicks. Dwayne. It's Dwayne. What the hell's that? That's me reacting, yeah. by the way. Ellen. Don't be gone long, Ellen. <laughs> that's stupid All right, that was yeah. me recording yesterday so that was actually my voice then being i couldn't believe how i hate i hated that scene so much i hated it because the whole point with those two is you don't want to lean into this oh they like each other thing you got to keep yeah. it subtle and and it's all based on trust and sacrifice and don't go that far i don't know it annoyed me this extended edition can mm. suck its own wiener i hate it <laughs> oh. oh my gosh! Sorry, that went so far. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. wow. Uh, here's your here's your raspy mother. This sound will be in my head forever. Oh, the queen, dude. Mm. The queen's cool. She had transparent teeth. Do you guys notice that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crystal. I I I like this uh, this one because it kind of it pushed what we understood about the xenomorphs and what was going on. Because I mean, we had seen. Uh, you know, the eggs were the, the little crab, little crab creatures come out from, and then, you know, they cocoon into human bodies and then where they, they take on the form of, uh, of their host somewhat. That's the reason why they're the ones they see running around are kind of human form. And, uh, but then the alien queen, she's like the purest form of the alien before, yeah. You know, yeah. before all the, but there is one piece of nonsense, which is that, uh, there's a living human on a wall uh, for months and months who just gets chest bursted when the Marines show up. Right. Maybe she was hiding out in a, in a thing. Yeah. Like, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. It's the problem, but you're not wrong to, to make that assumption if everybody was gathered down there at once, but this may have been a late, a late. And that whole, uh, the, the implants, I didn't, I didn't think about this until you brought up the colonists all gathered together in that little room. Uh, Boy, people have a hard enough time uh, gathering together to get uh, uh, vaccines. You yeah. think a bunch of colonists are going to be okay with having an implant put in their bodies so they can be tracked on a uh, 
<laughs> right. Seems less, less plausible today than it would have in yeah. 86, I can tell you that much. 1980s <laughs> are a different time, my friend. Yeah, also, uh, do you think, sure. uh, well, I don't really want to get into this, but if a movie like this was released today, I, I would, I'd have to shut the internet off. People, people get so dickish. <laughs> people get so dickish about female leads in in action movies. Oh, now. yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. worst. And it was actually a yeah. It, she kind of slowly became that female lead action hero, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like the first one, it was like it was kind of unexpected. We didn't really mm-hmm. we didn't really know who the hero was, and then by the second one, you're like, oh, she's kind of a a, a pretty big she's badass. But then, like, it made a really big deal in part three when she shaved her head. Yeah. I mean, even before the movie came out, it was a really big deal. It's still the most iconic alien photo is her cringing and pulling backward as the alien is right up next to her face with the extended jaw teeth thing. And that's from three. And you always think, I always think of that as just like the most iconic alien photo. It's amazing. Yeah. Incredible photo. I just love her in this. I, I wish, well, whatever. She's still great and does a lot of great things, but I just, I, I miss that. That time where she was in all, I've, I really liked the Girls in the Mist. I liked, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm even in, um, you know. I her, love Dana from, uh, you know, that was the first time I ever seen her. Oh, Ghost from Ghostbusters? Yeah. 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 yeah, amazing stuff. She's in the new one, but we don't know what, uh, if it's a flashback thing or if it's something, we don't know what it is. Right. We're right. kind of excited about that. Um, all right. Holy shit, that trailer had me. You wouldn't <laughs> believe the amount of adrenaline I had at the end. Yeah, don't uh, don't, don't do any searching it. for. Well, no, don't. Uh, I'm I'm on a list from uh, Big Bad Toy Store because uh, I've bought an action figure there once, oh, yeah. and uh, I've seen the new line of Ghostbusters uh, action figures coming out, and I feel it's a little it's a little spoilery. Oh, so man. don't okay. go looking for those. Yeah. But if you want, if you want to, yeah. if anyone out there listening hasn't seen the new trailer and you want to just have the most explosive bout of nostalgia you've had in a very long time. Watch it and then stay for the end. I was going to say, do you, you think it's I've, I've avoided it because I want to be. They totally... don't spoil anything. It's just, it's. I recommend it. I, I, it was like I drugs. Using... It was like drugs for me. Okay. I loved it. Okay. I loved it. I hope the movie lives up to what I love, but. Yeah. You know, I don't know. The trailer's great. Don't go looking at the toys. Yeah. Don't look at the toys. <laughs> stay out of the beaded room, is what. Brian saying, "Don't go on the beats. <laughs> don't, don't pull back the curtain and go on the beat. <laughs> no, room. don't do that. All right, here's some uh, fun build-up music that now everyone copies this now. But these guys started it, and it's amazing. And you never forget it. And now a million movies do it. But here it is. Everybody does that now. So good. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. I love it. It's and- so fired up." And Horner had done that before, right? Uh, maybe. Like, was that the... Uh, or maybe, maybe just, he started here and then the timeline. did it again. I don't know. Horner's work. I found a YouTube video and I didn't watch the whole thing because it was really long, but it was talking about the history of it. And they claim it was Aliens where it started and then happened again. And maybe they talked about Horner doing it again. But And maybe and it's just a YouTube video, so who knows? <laughs> but Because it just... It felt to me like Star Trek, which... And there had been a few Star Trek movies before this movie. Yeah. Oh, for sure. In fact, as it reminded me of it first, I heard it again and went, oh, it's not like a, there's a Star Trek thing going on here. It's, or maybe the end of a Star Wars movie when he finally blows up the Death Star. It's a similar not, kind of not thing. Not that intense. It's not that right? intense, but yeah. it's maybe like that. I don't know. All right. Maybe. Two last, two final clips. Here's this one. Bitch. All right. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then gurgly, uh, gurgly moment. 
not bad for a human. Well, it's yeah. such a Cameron thing to do at the end yeah. of the movie. All right. Uh, well, that means we've come this far, fellas. It's time to get the film sack checklist out here. Half Hendrickson is still better than full Burke. Check. Nah. Uh, the alien have some bad blood between them. <laughs> uh, they yeah, do. Yeah, you get that. Uh, and Vasquez and Gorman sitting in a tube. G U B E E B U B. There's something with the word lube in there, but I'm not gonna. I thought it was gonna be too far. Touching a boob. Oh yeah, boob. It would be far better. Do boob. All right, let's get to the soundtrack. Or no, let's do connections. There's got to be some Star Trek connections. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So we got Daniel Cash. He's a private Spunkmeyer. And if we'd sacked this a year ago, he wouldn't have made this list. Oh. But last year, he appeared in the Discovery episode, Terra Firmer Part 2. Oh, wow. That's cool. Um, I'm behind Jeanette on that Goldstein, show. Uh, who was Private Vasquez, uh, she played the role of a generic science officer in Star Trek Generations. Ooh. So that goes way back. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then finally, we have Mark Rolston. That's uh, uh, Private Drake. Um, he got a promotion to Lieutenant, uh, for the TNG episode, eye of the beholder. Mm. He was Lieutenant Walter Pierce in that. And he also played, uh, two different small roles in enterprise. He was captain mock in the episode, the augments, and he was Kuroda Loren in the episode Canamar. Wow. A uh, quick note. Don't forget. This is an important thing I meant to talk about in the show. And I forgot, um, you mentioned her name, which is Jeanette, Jeanette Goldstein. Goldstein. Uh, she's in a lot of Cameron movies, including Terminator two, where she plays the stepmom to John Connor. And I'd love it because she's the stepmom and the stepdad is the guy that tried to kill Harrison Ford in air force one. He's the guy at the okay. end. The, oh, the right. SS yeah. guy. So there's their photo hanging out together. And he's the one that goes piece of shit off in the distance when he's talking to John Connor, it's my favorite lines piece of uh, shit. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, here we go. We got the soundtrack grade. I'd give it an IAS for intense as shit. Very, it's also, I just wanted to mention, it's very iconic, and that build-up thing is just amazing. I don't think I have appreciated the soundtrack as much as I did today. So, props. And it was James Horner, right? That's the dude? Yes, James Horner. All right, yes. he's great. Never does bad music. All right, let's get to the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. Let's start with Randy. Aliens. Z- a dozen men and only two women wake up in their underwear and one of the men is actually a real doll made of plastic and one of the women is doing pull-ups this just like a saturday night at ibbett's house <laughs> you're not wrong okay i thought you're gonna say a sunday morning at ibbett's house because they all woke no. up here yeah, yeah. All right, no, no no they all wake up on saturday night i think gotcha. i found that line hold on a second piece of shit no that's me hold on piece of shit that's him that's todd hey piece of I am shit. Just- Looking back over my uh, Twitter posts for the last few years, I'm shocked at how many movies we watch where there are a dozen men and only one or two women. <laughs> oh, like yeah. what? Can we yeah. find? Uh, there just aren't movies, I guess. Yeah, they don't where, exist. Where, okay. They don't exist. You got to watch that that other Ghostbusters movie, which I wish was good. It's not the women's fault, but uh, how, how about when you have all women in your I thing? Actually, I, it I enjoyed it. I had, it had an enjoyable moment. Oh, I fell asleep and I love everyone in it. I just, there was so much potential there and you don't hire Bill Murray to be a different person than Peter Vankman. What are you even doing? Mm-hmm. What was that about? Terrible yeah. idea. He didn't want to reprise the role. That's a writer producer problem. They, they F that up. 
Uh, all right, moving on to uh, Brian Dunaway. Oh, is that me? Yeah. Aliens. You mustn't wake mother while she is shitting out leathery egg babies. Oh, the horror. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> nice. What's your hashtag today? You got a hashtag? Hashtag uh, leathery over. eggs. Nice. Leathery eggs. Mmm. Tasty. Mm. Finally, Brian Ibbett. Vagina tube. Uh, it's funny how we've, we've commented on every quotable quote from this movie except for the uh, nuke it from space just to be sure oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. aliens two and a half hours of incredible action that made me not want to get up from my seat to go to the bathroom so I just sat there on the couch moistly <laughs> moistly <laughs> I oh, moistly sit so on gross. the couch moistly that's amazing moistly. well done um, alright alternate title time these are two titles that were almost used but they decided last minute just to call it aliens the first one was Many more than just one alien. Uh, it just seemed a little too on the nose, so they went with aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Queen Takes Bishop. <laughs> that joke never gets old. <laughs> never gets old. Uh, email time. Quick emails here from listeners. You guys send them in at filmsack at gmail.com. Our first one comes from Kyle, who says, Dear Sackers, just listening to the episode about the Fast and the Furious while I was on the road. Brian asked about a trucker's comment regarding whether you would stop or not if there was a bunch of Supras driving around you. Well, we have an answer. As a truck driver, you would stop the truck as fast as possible because the cargo is covered by insurance. Uh, I've hauled everything from fruit to nickel pellet, or nickel pellets. I don't know what that is to vac to COVID vaccines. All uh, of it is insured, and none of it is worth my life. Uh, just my opinion. Keep up the great work, Kyle. Mm-hmm. So we heard mm-hmm. from someone. Makes I sense. agree. It's like what they tell you to at a fast food store when you're a counter worker. Yeah. Right. Uh, somebody comes in with a gun, get- you just give them whatever they want. Uh, nothing in here is worth your life. Nope. Give them all the hamburgers they ask for. It'll That's be right. Fun. Definitely uh, serve them breakfast after 1030. There you go. Yeah. Give them, <laughs> give them a, a, an Egg McMuffin at noon. It won't kill you. That's right. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> Michael D. from Toronto, Canada wrote in also and says, hello, Sackers. You clearly must add Monster Hunter, the 2022 or 2020 film to your list ASAP. This thing has it all. It's a Paul W.S. Anderson joint. It's based on a video game. Mila Jovovich rocking a giant sword. Tony J. with a massive bow and arrow. Ron Perlman with an utterly incredibly wig, incredible wig. And it's hot garbage. Perfect for y'all. It's available on Prime. And go. I've been a listener for years. Love the show. Thanks, Michael. Uh, I mean, yeah. No way I can hear his email without thinking it's Stefan from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> this movie has everything. I just checked. I've been really, really wanting to watch this uh, movie. I mm-hmm. love the video yeah. games. Uh, it is not currently available to us uh, for free on Amazon. In fact, uh, the only way to watch it uh, sort of for free is if you have stars as an add on to your other subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also buy it uh, for $20. No. And I'm not going to do Ooh, that. No. Yeah. Nope. It's just about the deluxe, deluxe edition Blu ray from Brian. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Is it rentable? I maybe. Hmm. I mean, with stars, I mean, it may be rentable, rentable via Fandango now, but it's, uh, it's, I'm not going to find out. Mm. Well, (laughs) when it, I think it's a, it's a worthy add to the list though. So we will definitely, for sure. Yeah. This thing will be on Netflix in the next year and uh, we got to watch it. Cause like I say, uh, this is, this is potentially the, you know, one of the great video game adaptations. Yeah. Or worst, which is great. 
Uh, next film, Anderson, we are doing A Team, the movie, the A Team movie. Uh, that's happening next uh, week. What? And, yeah, 2010. Really? Yeah, A Team. You know, you know the one, the A Team. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Neither have I. I'm excited. That's excellent. And I saw some. I saw like a clip from it just the other day, and I was like, "Oh, when am I going to watch that?" I know. Here's the answer. <laughs> it should Next be no week. surprise that I haven't seen it, right? Like I've seen it as much as wow. I've seen the old TV show. Yeah, it's a yeah. weird thing for me because it's the kind of thing I would have seen or should have, and I don't know why we didn't. I don't have any excuse, so I'm ready to see it finally. And I loved the what show if, when I was growing up, so I'm in. And what if it's like an action movie for a certain generation? Like you know how you said you've seen Aliens like a hundred times, yeah. And what if there's like a, a movie like A Team from 2010, or I don't know, The Expendables or something, that's like got its own audience that is now teenagers and are going to see it over and over and over? Could be. I mean, I haven't heard of such a phenomenon, but it may exist. There's got to be somebody out there who loves this, so we'll find out. We're not watching it because it's bad or good or anything. In fact, I think it did okay. It reviewed okay and had that Charpak Chokli or whatever his name is as a uh, mad doctor. What's his that name? That was beautiful. That was Co- Char- Char- Charcolock Cochlea or something. What is it? Charcolock Cochlea. <laughs> What's his name? He was in the oh District 9 God, thing. Scott. Right? The District 9 guy? Am I thinking of the right guy? Yes, you're okay. thinking of the right guy, but I want you to figure out his name right now. Charp. No. Charpak. Charpak Pokley. No. What's his first name? Just start with the first name. Charpak. No. <laughs> Not even close. Also, no. Uh, let me try it again. Char- oh, no, that wasn't a fart. Charlie. Charlie-o? Charlie-o. <laughs> Charlie-o. This is great. That's not it? Last name's easier than I, th- than I give it credit. It's something What's like- his last name? Well, let me look. At- Can I look it up? No. no. You're, supposed to- <laughs> you're supposed to remember it. Chopley. Chopley? Chopley. Chopley? No. Charpak Chopley. <laughs> this is like the Nicole Spagnola get out of jail free card. It really yeah. is. I struggle with we his saw, name. Well, how long has it been since we saw District 9? It's been a while. Or did we do it? We did Good that. Minute. No, we did do that. We did. Uh, yeah. Quick, yeah, we did that. It's been, uh, let's see, I'll tell you real quick. It's been, uh, nah, hold on. It looks like two years. It's been two and a half years. Since yeah, we saw District 2019. 9. Sunday, or sorry, uh, January 13th, 2019. So it's been a bit. Two and a half years since we saw District 9. And, and his Chocolate. name is Charlto Copley. Charles? Charlto. It's not a fart, but it's a Charlto. Oh, I see. Shart. Oh, sorry. Charto. Yeah. Charto. I don't know if I can ever do it right. Whatever. No offense, South Africa. You got a weird names over there. That's all. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's move on. Oh, uh, and uh, the filmstack at gmail.com is that email address. So if you want to be like Kyle or Michael and you have thoughts and recommendations and rebuttals or whatever it is, we're we're always happy to hear from you. Join the conversation on our Discord as well, which you can find uh, linked over at filmsack.com. You don't need anything special to get in there. It's just a link. Go in, you're in. So come on and hang out. Give us your recommendations there. Be a part of that conversation. Filmsack.com is our website. And you can find everything you need there. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, at Filmsack. Leave us reviews wherever you get your shows. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Short control bursts. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll copy you next week. Bye now. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Bitch!